Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Session. 
Report to the chat room, pen and pat a hand. You want to be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're both by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts. You're witnessing a pose off, think pose off, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do the they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nogalege Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Okay? Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Welcome back to Nogalege family. You are now rocking with the best. Please make yourself comfortable. All right? Tell a friend to tell a friend it's going down. We're here. We're in the building. Back for another monumental episode, please believe. All right. The co-host should be showing up at any moment. Family, we sent out a, a, a late notice for tonight's show, so we would appreciate it, of course, if you share the link on your Facebook, if you tweet it, you Instagram it. Send a text out, send a smoke signal out, do whatever you need to do. Put the loudspeakers in the window, tell the homies, gather around. Know the ledge radio is on, it's going down. Time to get up. All right? So we cheer, family. We in the building. I'm going to set it off like this, you know, in honor of the big homie, B.I.G. This is Born Day. You know what I'm saying? So most appropriately, we want to give him his just due. We'll speak about the politics of it afterwards. You know? But I'm from Brooklyn. And this is how we do. It's all love, baby, baby. Welcome back. We're here on Bad Boy Television, and I'm Trevin Jones, and I've been conversing with the mad rapper. And quite frankly... He's very mad. We're going to try to find out why. So we'll take some questions at this point from our studio audience. Yes, ma'am. Please stand and state your name and where you're from. Hi. My name is Shay, and I'm from New Rochelle. And 
I just don't understand why you're so mad. Yeah. Like, what are yeah. you so mad about? Yeah, yeah. You know, yo, you want to know why? Yeah, first of all, you can't be asking me no question. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck is you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you Mr. can't Rapper, be asking Mr. me Rapper. no question. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. These niggas are making $500,000 videos. You know what I'm saying? They driving around in hot cars. You know what I'm saying? They got bitches. They got all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sir, I'm still living with my moms. You know what I'm saying? That's my word. You know what I'm saying? I'm making records. I ain't made no money yet. I done made. This is my fourth album, yo. This is my fourth album. I ain't made a dime yet. This nigga made one album. He making wild records. That ready to die shit. It was all right. It was all right. You know what I'm saying? That shit was all right. It was cool. But my shit is more John Blaze than that. I got John Blaze shit. And they not recognizing. They not saying I recognize. And fuck is that? Who is you to be asking me questions? I got to talk. I got to mm. tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This goes out for you. This goes out to you, and you, and you, big you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you, and you, and you, huh? Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapper dawn. Uh, get in that ass, quick, fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, Don Dada. Fuck Papa, you got to call me Francis M.H. White intake like toast. Toe iron, was told in shootout, stay low and keep firing. Keep extra clips for extra shit. Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady. Frankie, baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone drumming fucking something. You should know my steelo. Went from 10 G's for blow to 30 G's a show to all G's with O's I've never seen before. So, Jesus, get off the notorious. Before I squeeze them bucks It's the beef between us We can settle it With the chrome and metal shit I make it hot Like a kettle get You're delicate You better get Who sent you You still pedal shit I got more rides The great adventure Big How are you gonna do it? Kicking the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kicking the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kicking the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kicking the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. On your mark, get set. When I spark, you wet. Look how dark it get when you mark for death. Should I start your breath or should I let you die? If fear you start to cry, ask why. Lyrically, I'm worship. Don't front the word sick. You cursed it, but rehearsed it. I drop unexpectedly like bird shit. You heard skit. Stuck quickly for royalties and show money. Don't forget the publishing. I punish them. Uh-huh. I'm done uh-huh. with them, son. I'm surprised you run with them. I think they got coming them. Cause they nothing but dicks. Trying to blow up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Mad I smoke hydro, rock diamonds that sick. Got paid off my flow, rock with my own clip. Take trips to Cairo, laying with your bitch. I know you praying you was rich, fucking brick. When I see you, I'ma kick in the door, waving the 4-4. Uh-huh. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, waving the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. This goes out for those that choose to use disrespectful views on the king of NY. Fuck that. Why try? Throw bleach in your eye. Now you're brailing it. Flash that light shit. I'm scaling it. Conscience of your nonsense. In 88, so more powder than Johnson and Johnson. Toast still like Bronson. Vigilante. You want to get on, son? You need to ask me. Ain't no other kings in this rap. 
things, nothing but my children. One shot, they disappearing. Uh, it's ill when MCs used to be on party shit. Took home, ready to die. Listen, study shit. Now they on some money shit. Successful out the blue. They lightweight, fragile. My nine milli make the white shake. That's why my money never funny. And you still recouping. Stupid, 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 stupid. Conscious community, tell them why you mad, son. Tell them why you mad. Call up from the 347-650. Conscious community spokesman, tell them why you mad, son. I know that wasn't Biggie Small, son. That's not conscious, son. That nigga wasn't a vegetarian, son. (laughs) Just blasphemous dogs. Tell them why you mad, son. You rep them people, right? Tell them why you mad. <laughs> Welcome to Notarized Radio, family. This is your co-host, brother Red Pill, reporting live on this uh, beautiful spring night out here in the NYC. Yeah, I heard about. I heard about NY. Heard about. You know what I'm saying? I got some proper, some proper lot weather going on, huh? Yeah, finally. It only took about King, two months. The King of NY kicked in, kicked in the door and brought the weather with him. Yes, sir. Brought that heat. That's not mean. What's good though? Going on on your side? Dominicans wish that I was born there. What happened? Yo. Huh? What'd you say? Dominicans wish that I was born there. <laughs> but this game was born there. Look, it was, you know, I guess it's very apt that I opened up that segment with the mad rapper. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about the yeah. mad conscious people. Uh, this Friday, while we was having a spectacular show, shout out to Brother Polite, you know, you know, All right. <clears throat> shout out to Ed Polite, you know what I'm saying, while he was going napalmic over here, right, dropping napalm vinegar all over the place, you know, Kanye West tried to connect with the community, tried to be a voice for the community. Yeah. You know, yeah. Saturday afternoon ain't even roll around, and they strung that brother up on a light pole and started throwing stones at him. You know, yes, sir. I was wondering. You know, I I don't know whether you want to talk on that. I mean, we could touch on it real quick. You know, what I mean, we could get into it. You know, the uh brother, Kanye West, uh, went ahead and dropped the track. I mean, I got the track. If you want to hear it real quick, then we can talk about it. Yeah. Let's hear something about it. My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fair skin. Doing close, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied. 
God, I lift up pictures, crying myself. You see, it's broke, nigga, racism, that that don't touch anything in itself. And it's rich, nigga, racism, that that come in peace by mouth. What you want? A pen, fur coat, a diamond chain? All you black want all the same thing. Only be Sentiments of that 
because he chose. Blue, <laughs> give me one second. All right. All right. Yeah, family. And, of course, we're going to touch on some more important things that have occurred very recently in these past few days. Um, one that is of main interest to me in particular is this uh, this tornado. You know? This tornado that has touched down yesterday and more Oklahoma, okay, near I-44, and when I did some research on it, you know, because of course, like I said, when I noticed that particular number, I started digging a little bit deeper, and I would like to explain to the people because I got a, I get a lot of inquiries about that that number and the energy of that number, and because we are in the conscious community, people have this ten- tendency to think that everything is puritanical and angelic and all rosy and everything. And I've explicitly explained over and over the number forty four, although it is some sort of angelic indicator or indicator, you know, pointing towards a particular path of spirituality. Some believe that is, you know, pointing you in the right direction or affirming, you know, one headed in the right direction. And others, of course, you have your cynics out there that think it's the opposite. But nonetheless, there's still a vibration. It's an energy. And um, as of lately, it's been associated with a lot of bloody incidents. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been associated with... Uh, Death and destruction, those two Ds, those four fours, you feel me? It's um, very scorpionic and Saturnistic in its energy um, as of lately. So the loss of children is something that has been indicating. um, And just utter destruction, uh, a lot of bombs and blasts and, and, and just destruction and things of that nature. I have... Endless. I mean, I got so many links to news stories around the world where not only 44 pops up, but explicitly 44 fours, right? Like, person is 44 and the other person is 13, or this person is 44 and they get four years. You know, just like the president, you know what I'm saying? 44 fours, 44 fours, 44 fours. That particular signature, that template um, keeps popping up. In this particular case... Huh? I said it seems like that four four is twinning itself. Yeah, I mean forty four is a twin. You know what I'm saying? As a brother expressed and pointed out to me last night, or yesterday for that matter, of which I pointed out during my last forty four lecture, is DNA and RNA. You know what I'm saying? Or you could just say it's DNA. You know, the red and the blue spirals. So. Is something that you're never going to not see. It's, it's going to only intensify because the intelligence of it has been identified. So now it's making itself really known and it's really speaking that particular language. In this particular case, in Moore, Oklahoma, um, it struck on I-44 
and there was a tornado that struck in the same area 14 years ago that left 44 people dead. Okay, in this particular case, when I went to look it up, there was a, a headline that said, seven children, 44 others killed by Oklahoma tornado. You know, so even dealing with that whole aspect of, you know, the brother was identifying with me about certain aspects. He's like, you know that you and your brother are 44, the red and the blue is DNA, and you are the physical manifestation on the plane of that. And when I look at the number 14, of course, that's near and dear to our hearts because that's our born day. And, um, you know, you split that in two and you get the sevens. So, you know, I, I, I just have a tendency to notice, and I can only speak for my own communications with the higher intelligence that people call by many different names, uh, which I refuse to assign a name to, you know what I'm saying? It's just energy, it's intelligence, and it's, it's communicating, it's screaming at this point. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not heartless, you know, even though I do take a t- lot of time out and I point things out. I don't, I'm not dismissive of the loss of life, of any loss of life, you know what I'm saying? So we do send our condolences. Um, but I'm a Scorpio, so I have a, a, a different perspective on the loss of life. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I'm not really spooky when it comes to that. You know, I know that life is about preparing for that transitional period. And even though we see a lot of it happening to the youth, to children, you know, I know that in this particular realm, in this universe, that we are able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt is an intelligent universe. There's order in this universe. There's order to the chaos in this particular universe. So when I see these things, you know what I'm saying, and they and they touch us emotionally, I know that there's meaning behind these particular incidents. Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that when they lost somebody. You feel me? No, they don't. I've been in positions where I didn't want to hear it, but I had to pull myself together and remind myself. And because of the road that I've been down and the loss that I've dealt with, you know, I have an entirely different disposition than someone who might have just been introduced to loss in their life. Feel me? So I've lost some of the closest things to me. So I do look at, I do, you know, I'm kind of, um, you know, I, I know how to metamorph that. But I won't miss the opportunity, as we said, to send love and light to the children and the others that were killed. In this particular situation, um, do you know the magnitude of this tornado? Can you speak about the specifications that they were talking about in regards to how unnatural this was or how how much of a a super tornado this was? Uh, I don't know the exact specifics. I just know that it was uh, recorded as being two miles wide. That's hella big, bro. Yeah, it's really, very big. And it actually, people were not prepared. It came out of nowhere, they said. They weren't really anticipating um, tornadoes to touch down. 
and it caught a lot of people by surprise. But it was definitely, you know, something that was abnormal. It was ironic that uh, something in Oklahoma happened. I was uh, the, the night prior to that, around midnight, I was building with a, uh, the Brother Turtle Gang. He was showing me a book that he wrote about the, <clears throat> the Lenape Indians. And, yeah, um, the, the from Delaware. And in my research, while reading the book, it was uh, shown to me, the ancestors showed me, or rather he showed me in the book, that uh, the Lenape, well, the tribes that, that, that created what we know as the Lenape, uh, many of them originated from those areas of Oklahoma, things of that nature, what we would call the Trail of, uh, trail of Tears. Know, and they migrated into New Jersey area, and the uh, population in that area grew considerably throughout those, you know, throughout that time of that migration. And um, it was just interesting to me that the next day, I mean, exactly the next, not two days later or a day later, I mean, a few days late, like the next day, this thing happened. And what my spirit explained to me and showed me was um, this is something that you should get used to seeing because of the simple fact that there are a lot of, um, you know, spirits that are still unsettled. You know, there's yeah. a lot of you know, a lot of spirit, a lot of spiritual energy that still has to express itself. And, um, you know, and many, many areas that we know as, sacred grounds, you know, mounds, things of that nature where mounds once stood and where battles were fought, where many people lost their lives, you know, um, in a savage way through war. These places, uh, especially the indigenous ones, those that are tied to the the indigenous to this land, we're going to begin to see a lot of things happen. I mean, case in point, the abnormal superstorm that struck New York City New Jersey and Long Island, you know, the indigenous history to uh, that whole situation was the fact that it destroyed a, mo- a, a, a majority of the uh, shores, the shoreline and whatnot, the, the shoreline communities. But uh, when you do your research, these shoreline communities were originally populated by the indigenous okay, because they were the ones who were in charge of, you know, the waters, uh, greeting people who were coming in, you know what I mean? They were fishermen, seamen, and things of that nature, you know what I mean? So a lot of things happened on those shorelines throughout history, and when we see, when we saw Sandy come and wash that up and wash up the inhabitants, wash up other points such as uh, Breeze, what was that, Breezy Point? Things of that nature. Yeah, I see a ancestral. Um, I just see the tag. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I see that. So I'm paying more attention to you know these quote unquote abnormal weather patterns that are beginning to pop up. Yes, as the brother Haru Moore posted in the chat, you know this was one of the most powerful ever. It's classified as an EF five. And they said that the velocity was reached up to 
322 kilometers per hour. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we, we talking. I remember last year when the one struck in Joplin, um, and it was just utter destru- destruction out there. I don't even know yeah. what the, um, you know what I'm saying, what the classification was for that, but they showed the model. And, you know, this one, interestingly enough, in Tulsa was right near Wichita Falls. Again, to remind uh, the family that may have been in the building for the the uh, the Wall, Black Wall Street lecture that I did, when I showed that entire area and the trajectory of that area had been plagued by weather conditions, you know, for the last five, six, seven, eight years. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you did. Yes, you and right did. after that election, you know, it, it kind of like started increasing, started upticking. So the ancestors are, um, you know, very much, from what I see, speaking through the signs, or as Marcus Garvey said, you know, speaking through the winds, you know, but again, that's not dismissive of the lives that have been lost and the lives that have been uprooted. You know, we send our condolences to them, yet and still, okay? Yes, and there's an asteroid is headed, you know, this way at the end of the month. Feel me? So we've seen this one before. Remember, they said that the world, the world was going to end two years ago on May 21st. We still here. Still here. You know, to me, it's all law 44. That's the only way I can make sense out of it. So, you know what I'm saying? All right. Let's get into, yeah. um, quickly, I want to say, I want to give a special shout-out, give thanks, you know what I mean, for everybody that I saw on Sunday at the uh, yes. Dick Gregory Brother Polite event that took place. In yeah, Boston, talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to uh, the legend, Dick Gregory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there's not much that I have to say. You know, family, you know, the brother showed up, showed out. You know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> he, did, what he, he, <laughs> he did what he always does. And that's drop information on the family and just bring, you know, that that's our statesman right there. You know what I'm saying? That's our elder statesman. So it was a family affair. Everybody felt good, you know what I mean, at the end of that brother's lecture. The brother Polite did a wonderful job. I definitely want to send a salute to the brother. Um, I was very much impressed by his presentation. Uh, his delivery, his uh, quality of his information, and his focusness, amongst other things. You know what I mean? He definitely had me uh, paying attention. So uh, shout-out to him. Shout-out to everybody in New Covenant. You know what I mean? The brothers were definitely representing in the building. You know what I mean? I want to definitely give them a shout-out. Um, all of the vendors that came out, King Simon, definitely and his queen, you know what I mean, yeah. and everybody else that is part of that production, how the things possible, and, um, you know, got to give thanks. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. 
Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to my West Coast family out here. You know, they had two events Ooh. this weekend. Black Market was one of the events that they had on Saturday. Um, shout-out to the family that showed up in force and represented for that event. It was a wonderful, wonderful, uh, very intimate, you know what I'm saying, community event, community-based event. I made some wonderful contacts and links. So definitely I want to give everyone a shout-out. And they had on Sunday a celebration commemorating the life of our brother Malcolm X. This was in the Mark Park, and the family came out to that as well. I passed through there. I didn't get a chance to spend too much time. I split that day and went to another fest called World Fest in um, Lake Balboa. And this was like a like an eco-fest, you know what I'm saying, a green fest, what have you. I ran into John Sally. He got to taste that seven heaven. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, God is God is on notice at this point. You know what I'm saying? He had to get that one up. He gave it up. He gave it up. Yeah. Yeah, he gave it up. Like, all right, I gave it up, bro. You got that. You got that. Yeah, big things are going. Shout out to the um, Tri-State Area family that's getting ready for the BAM Festival. I got the early notice. Sister Ma J will be in the building along with Azariah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be at, uh, I'm going to tell you, lot. Oh, Lot 1, Space 29, if the family's looking for them. They'll be in the building. Okay. Okay. Um, all things tentative. Feel me? It's a very good chance that you might see us all in the building. And we're still waiting to see how that plays out. But nonetheless, shout out to the family that's going to show up in droves um, for that for that festivity. You know what I'm saying? Family is very special. You already. Family, I'm back. Yeah, just. You know, I look forward to seeing the family, the supportive family. You know, and uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of new uh, designs on deck. It's gonna be fun. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely gonna be fun. Yes, sir. So yeah, we here. We in the building. Let's let's you know get into tonight's episode. Oh yeah, let's do this. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, family. So. Before we get into it, I would just ask, hold on, one more thing. Um, nah, we'll touch on that a little later. I, I want to get on my numbers, talk, I want to talk numbers, but we, we can talk about that later. It's a little late. But, uh, yeah, family, we are in the building. We have a special show tonight. Tonight, we are proudly presenting for the first time Powerful Sister, okay, a frontline soldier. All right, somebody that's out there doing the work, it is always a pleasure of ours to introduce you to the family when they are out there doing the work, all right? And for my caller, if you are in the building, okay, I think I see it. Press 1, if not. All right, let me read the description real quickly, and then we are going to bring in our guest for the night. All right, so join us tonight on Nodalez Radio as we proudly welcome T. Alika Hickman, the author of the book entitled Chemical Suicide, Death by Association, which is a book she wrote after having 
her two chemical after having. Mm, hold on, that was a little messed up. Which is a book she wrote after having two brain aneurysms due to chemicals in her hair. After researching, she found out not only about perms but also about toothpaste, deodorant, and more. She is a motivational wow. speaker, community activist, crip hop performer, and poet, founder of GiveBackByBlack.com, Alika Films, Alika Publishing, Alika Music Group, and half of the oh. Black Purchase Power Group. When asked why she has chosen this path, she replied, it chose me. I'm just following spirit. We will also this hold on. We will also discuss in detail her documentary entitled The Sixteenth Strike DVD. This documentary is about the ailments that African Americans have had to endure while living in America and also the situations that have happened with us as a people that we ourselves need to be held accountable for. Black men in jail, what is our solution? Eating the wrong foods, what is our solution? We currently spend more money than any other group of people in America, yet statistically we are considered the poorest people in America. What is our solution? Well, we probably tackle these avoided subjects and more in this film. The thoughts of change are sincerely expressed through our song, through poetry, and through voices that have been through the storms of all of these different ailments we have continuously faced as a people in America. So, without any further ado, family, I want to open up the line for our guest tonight. Call it from the 678-865. Peace. Hey, what's going on? All is Peace. well. How are you? Peace. I'm good. I'm great. I'm awesome. Yeah, I've been on y'all. Well, I started listening like uh, at 8 o'clock because I had pulled up the site, so it was just playing on the laptop. I was like, damn it. Y'all went into the Kanye West and, you know, had the other stuff on. I was like, oh, yeah, this is is dope. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? They say that uh, all all good paths converge, you know what I'm saying, on on that pinnacle, on that mountaintop, on that road. So our path has led us to you. Your path has led you to us. You know what I'm saying? And and we are honored to meet you here at this pinnacle point tonight and share this information with our audience. So definitely Definitely. thank you. Definitely. No doubt. So real quick. Real quickly, I um I would love for you to introduce yourself to the family. I know I left out a few things in the description and everything. It didn't give okay. me enough. You're doing you're doing so much out there. It didn't, it didn't even give me <laughs> enough room to write everything. It was like, all right, Negro, hold on. You put too much in, man. So just let's yeah, if you could walk the family through um, a brief introduction to who you are, what you do, and you know. What your what your work is about? Okay, um, well, I started with Suave House Records. I was an artist on Suave House Records. Uh, my rap name was Slim Goody, and I've been on. Hello, I. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I done been on almost everything they put out, you know. And um, as a, so as an MC, correct? Because I, I did hear some of your material, and I'm loving right. it. I'm loving the new material that you got out. It seems Thanks. that you have um, embraced the, uh, the, the the consciousness. The re- I call it reality rap. More so, I, I right. like to call it either street consciousness or reality rap. It deals with a lot right. of, um, you know, real life stuff. It's not dealing with the illusion, the matrix. It's not dealing with the smoke and mirrors. I love music that's, you know, inspired from that whole Tupac angle uh, or Scarface, rather. You know, the Definitely. Scarface, Ghetto Boy. And really, that was with. the era, you know, that was the era when Swive House was popping, so... Some, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, like, radio promoted the stuff that wasn't conscious, like they still do, or they promoted it halfway. But it's always been in my music. I always had some kind of message because I was a Tupac yeah. head, you know Let me I mean? ask like, you I this. Yeah. Go ahead. Because, you know, Red, Red could vouch for me. I had, I was, I was very much magnetized towards the energy of Tony Draper, you know what I'm saying? When we used to read the Source magazines back in the 90s, I even drew a picture with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Were you okay. able, under his tutelage, to extract a lot of this, you know, entrepreneurial spirit that you have, that you run forth with? Um, no, I learned from him, and I will tell you I learned from him. But, you know, there's a situation with artists, and label owners. And the situation is, you know, you don't teach. That's just like the situation we're in as, you know, Africans in America or whatever you want to label us. You know, the the European is not going to teach it. Yeah, they're going to teach, right. Right. Because it's a slave relationship. Learn. Right, exactly. But I have, like, we were cool. You know, we were cool, but... As far as him giving me the game, it's something I had to learn from the street, you know. Okay. So, yeah, but we were cool. Like I don't, I don't have bad words to say about him. Um, I, I think he just was doing his job, like he did with everybody else. And you can look at it like, okay, you know, this situation happened, and you know, uh, you can call him bad names or whatever. But at the end of the day, like we were in that situation, what you gonna do? You know what I mean? You learn from it and you yeah. grow. So. so my question has always been because if one thing is a common thread that I see in the industry is a lot of artists say what you just said about getting the game, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or receiving the game, you know what I mean? So everybody's from the streets. We understand that, you know, the game is to be sold and not told. But when you receive the game, you get hit. By becoming right. hip to something, it's almost like getting hit to the con. When you hip somebody to the con, you could never pull the con on them because they all, now they hit. Now they see the, no, exactly. you put the ball under there, that three-card monster, I know how that's played, I'm hip. Like, you can't pull right. the wool over my eyes. So right. by right. always hearing people in the industry, and I'm talking about superstars, all the way from superstars all the way down to the, the most somebody that might have sold three copies, you know what I'm saying, of an EP. Mm-hmm. You know, they always, they always say the same thing about learning the game, and they say, if I would have known what I know now back then, 
lot of things wouldn't have happened to me and I wouldn't be in the predicament that I'm in now. And so, see, let me tell you how that flips because, like, okay. I went to New York. I was in a group. Me and my partner at the time went to New York. Like, we was homeless. I did all of this stuff, you know, and we did it for a record deal. So it's that hunger of wanting the deal that overrides the business. So even when you're getting the money fed to you in your hands, you're still cool because you got a deal and, like, you're getting blasted nationwide. And so that recognition of just being finally accomplishing your dream overrides your business sense. That's what like happened to me. Yeah, and then you, you put your mind on the future or the possibilities of what can happen, but you always say, well, shoot, I'm one in a million. Right. So you made it. I, you made yeah, it. Yeah, I, I at least got, you know, a chance as opposed exactly. to what other people may have. Yeah. So, yeah, I do get that. And, I, and and my thing is, so it is certain label heads, almost their job or their, 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 their duty to keep their artists dumbed down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just, and yeah, I, I can't just, say, like, and at the same time, they don't focus on teaching you. I can say that. They're not going to focus on teaching you the game. Like, that that's not the focus. They don't want you to learn the game because when you start learning the game, that creates problems. And that's what happened eventually on Swab House. You know, that's mm-hmm. probably you what brought asking. us down. Yeah, you, know? you start asking for money that yeah, they may be holding that on to. to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I don't, me and Draper, you know, if I see him, we still cool. Um, I did a song about the game itself, and one of the lyrics, I mean, one of my lines was like, you know, a contract is a con, and the label owners the dime. So you got to just be able to, like, you know, read between the lines. You're gonna let, you're gonna get pimped or not, you know. So. Uh, can you name? Because you know we got some young listeners on the show. Shout out to y'all, young whippersnappers. And we also indeed. got some old people out there that was, you know. They they was they were swinging when when that music when you was on Swap House they they might have right. some of your stuff in their archives. So if you if you mind, do you want to share with Not the family some of the some stuff that they may be able to you know pull up if they had some old work on you? Um yeah definitely. Uh, I would say the uh, I was on the compilation so I was on the song called called Life is Crying. Um, that was on the compilation. I was on Tila's album, Welcome to the Swab House. That was me on the hook. I was okay. on Mr. Mike's Mr. Mike, um, In the Midst of the Smoke, uh, on 8-Ball solo album, uh, uh, Life Got a Loaded Gun. That was another song I did solo on the compilation album that got a lot of love. It was very um, deep. Consciously deep. Um, um, oh, it's so much, and it's sad. I don't even have everything. Oh, no, you know? Yeah, I think I, I, I ain't gonna have you pull your whole catalog, but I think that's enough for right. the family. I just want them to be more familiar. You know what I'm saying? And then when they hear the new music too, I just want them to know that you got a history and that you've been right. doing this. Link some somebody that just came out the house or the studio. Oh yeah, yeah. So and I, I'm, go ahead. Yeah. I do want you to continue 
because we, you know, I want to touch on that whole musical phase just to get everybody familiar with. So, you know, we could move on from now and um, just share with us what um, what were you what, what was going on after the music career? What you know what happened in your life that changed things? Um, well, Suave House had moved me to Atlanta, and um, that at that time they were going through some complications with Eight Ball and MJG um, and situations, and so. Um, it just kind of, the label kind of faded out, you know. And so I started walking, working with um, Jazzy Faye and Jagged Edge in Atlanta. And I ended up doing a song with Petey Pablo. And Petey Pablo took it to L.A. To, for Suge Knight to hear it. And Suge Knight called me on the phone. And he was like, um, you know, I love this song. We're going to fly you out here, whatever. And, um, you know, that was that. And I'm sitting on the phone like, I'm for real on the phone with Shug Knight. Like, I know he got a reputation, but I was still kind of shocked, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I was like, okay, you know, just taking it all in. And three days before I left, um, I had my first brain aneurysm. And I don't know if people know what a brain aneurysm is because I didn't know what it was before it happened to me. But basically it's when, like, a vessel weakens in your brain and it causes a clot. And so once your brain gets that clot, most people die from them because your brain loses oxygen. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that didn't happen to me. I didn't die. But they didn't do an operation. So... Um, I was, um, they did an operation but not on my head And so they gave me something called a Golly, I can't think of it But they went in through my groin area With a camera type thing All the way to my brain And they, we are still debating this But they say they gave me a clamp on my brain to stop it However, wow. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that And that was, it's nowhere in my paperwork so it's an issue. It's been an ongoing issue. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I came out of that situation, and I was probably, I was in pain. My back was in pain more than anything. It was a, called the angiogram. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I healed from that. Probably three to six months I got back on the scene, started doing all kind of music, was in all kinds of magazines, everything in the South, the Ozone, Grip, like Georgia State, everybody was giving me love, and I had completed my album. And so I went to New Orleans uh, and to celebrate because that's home for me. So mm-hmm. I went to New oh, Orleans. You say okay. what? I said shout out to the N.O. That, that's the mud, right? That's what they call it. The mud? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they could, they could be called that too Actually, I was okay. born in New York But raised in New Orleans That's my story So, um, Were you born in New York? Yes, I was Right there in okay. the boogie down Bronx Okay, hold on You born in the Bronx You say what? Born in the Bronx Sound Okay Yeah, we, we Bronx, we Bronx uh, born in born in the Bronx, raised in Brooklyn. 
Wow. That's what's uh-huh. up. That's what's okay, up. so you say that you went back to... Uh, I went to New Orleans. You had to celebrate it. Okay, and um, yeah. I was eating some food. I was eating some fried rice. Um, and uh, I started getting sick. I started vomiting. And with my first one, I had a headache. But with my second one, I didn't have any headache, but I just started vomiting. And um, I couldn't stop. And I was out there with my boyfriend at the time, and I just couldn't stop vomiting. And the next thing you know, he said I passed out in the bathroom when I was vomiting. So I kept on coming too, like when we he was driving me to the uh, hospital. This was after Katrina. It was stinking in New Orleans, like really bad. Um, mm. But I had to go to Tulane Hospital. And so uh, my mom was in Atlanta and my son was in Atlanta. And so they had to wait till my mom came to um, give permission to operate on me. And uh, they had to cut my head open. And it was a 50-50 chance that I was going to live or die. Yeah. And they told my mom that, you know, and so she told them to go ahead and operate on me. And um, they did. And they cut my head open and went to operating and, I guess, you know, trying to take out the clot because I passed out, like, you know, I could have been gone mm-hmm. that time too. I'm tripping because, like, I could have been gone, you know, again. And... um but while they were operating on me, my body went in the shock. And when it went in the shock, I had a stroke. Now, mind you, I've never had high blood pressure. I don't have it now. Um, and my stroke was caused because of the shock and not because of, like, blood pressure. Or, uh, what I've been told is, like, when it happened, my, my body reacted and my pressure must have went up. To you know, make it happen. So, I had a stroke on the table, and at that time, they had to go ahead and um, seal me back up. Mm. And so, I had a whole bunch of stitches in my head and staples in my head, and uh, all my hair was shaved completely off. Like you know, they could have just operated where it was and shaved where it was, but they shaved my whole head. Nothing was left on my head. I was bald, and uh, <laughs> you know, I came to. I came to. Do I need to take a break? Cause I could keep going. I just wanna. Oh no! Nah. We, okay. we, yeah, we ain't going mode. Let's go. Okay. Um. So when I came to. I uh, I couldn't speak. Like, I, I knew that I wanted to speak, but I couldn't get the words out. Like, my, it just wasn't working. And then uh, I couldn't add 2 plus 2 because they was doing all these tests on me, um, and I was paralyzed. So the doctor suggested to my mom that she put me in a nursing home because it was like it was most likely that I would never speak or walk again. Mm. But my mom was uh she she just didn't want to give that up, so she just decided that they must put me in rehabilitation. 
and uh, that was the best thing she did, you know. Um, and so I stayed in critical condition for, I think, uh, in the ICU for like, uh, I think, three weeks. They kept me in there, and uh, I started talking in there, and then they transferred me to rehabilitation. And at this time, I'm still paralyzed and uh, still couldn't add, couldn't even write an M. I had tubes in my nose and my mouth, and uh, it was an ugly situation, you know. So, any questions? I can keep going. <laughs> oh no. Um let's get into what the when when you begin to uh do the research as to what the cause was. Okay. So that was after I came out of the hospital and I got out of the wheelchair, all of that that stuff. Um uh right before I was leaving the hospital, my doctor there or leaving rehabilitation, my doctor there told me to stay away from perms for like two years. And so, um, you know, that was, it was just something he said, but I didn't take it seriously, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they my mom came, so we drove back to Atlanta, and they put me in rehabilitation there. And um, when I got there, my doctor told me the same thing. And it was kind of shocking because, you know, like, like when you keep getting a message, it's the same, you know, the same message, it, it kind of just, you know, sticks. And so that second time it stuck. And I was like, why they keep telling me this, you know? And so I just started researching it. I was just driven to research it. And when I started researching it, I was shocked. And my first thought was all of these African women I know that are perming their hair and dyeing their hair and using all of this stuff, and we're killing ourselves. Like, we are allowing this stuff in our system, you know, and it it just made me think I really have to do a book on this. And so I did, and I kept on finding information. I kept on finding about, like, deodorants and toothpaste my son, when I was doing the research on the toothpaste, um, my son was there, and he was in the house with me looking at the screen, and, you know, we saw that the formaldehyde is also used in rat poison. And mm. formaldehyde, I mean, uh, I'm not, not formaldehyde, fluoride is also used in rat poison. And as soon as we read that, I was like, you see that? And he said, yes. And we had two bathrooms. He went to both of the bathrooms, threw our toothpaste away, and that was the last time we used toothpaste. So um, it's crazy, and that's why I had to write the book. But, you know, uh, the journey to being natural actually made me love myself more than I have ever loved myself in my life. You know, uh, what I realized I think, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Please yeah. speak on that. Yes, indeed. Um. Well, you know, we are in a society that 
makes us believe the only way that we can be beautiful or they've made us believe that for so long is the only way we can really be considered beautiful, uh, considered hired or whatever is to uh, control our hair and have this look of the European and look like them. And even when we would pick up magazines or whatever, like this is all that has been in our face is, European beauty, and what it made me realize is, you know, no matter how much I perm my hair or whatever, like every time I'm putting perm in my hair, I'm putting negativity on myself because I'm saying I'm not good enough with my hair as is, you know, so (laughs) I love y'all sound (laughs) big. You're earning it, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, that's what it made me feel like. And I'm going to tell you, I was ashamed because I walked, like right now people, I still walk with the limp, but, um, you know, people will just think, oh, you know, I hurt my foot. I've heard many things like that. But when I first came out the hospital, I used to be ashamed to get out the car because I didn't want anybody to see how I walked, and I didn't want anybody to see my hair. So I hurried up and braids in it, and, like, you know, and I was still um, tripping about getting out because, like, I'm six foot tall. I used to model. I used to wear heels. Like, I I did all of that. So, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to go from that to, like, can't wear heels and walking with a limp and all of that stuff, it was like, um. It was a shell shop, and uh, when I was taking the braids out of my hair one day in the mirror, and I just went to looking at at my hair and myself, and I was just like, you know what? This is me. Like this is this is me. This is this is as true as it gets. And if nobody cannot accept who I am, then that's on them. And I took them braids out, and I was. Walked with my limp with no problem, and I gained my confidence back because my confidence was shot. I was still stuck in the commercial world instead of learning that it's another me. But this other me is the best me that I've ever known, and I wouldn't trade it for nothing. And I tell people all the time, like, I am so grateful that what happened to me happened to me. And I'm not grateful because... It paralyzed me. I'm grateful because because of what happened to me, it enlightened me. Hmm. Powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. So you you feel as if you know. Again, like you said, you were chosen for this particular assignment. You know, through your experience it was a higher calling involved with it, you know, because a lot of people in a situation or circumstance such as that, they might feel victimized and totally start caving in. Like, you know, damn, what did, what did I do to deserve this from my creator? You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And I was like that in the hospital, trust me. I was like that so much, like they gave me uh, pills, you know, dep- depression pills. And I took one 
and I I was hallucinating, and I saw a cat in my room, and I was like, um, you know, y'all can have that. I just got to go through it. So um, I just had to go through it. But, you know, it also made me understand the other side, like understand people that are in wheelchairs and people with cerebral palsy. And, you know, I don't know if I had the same understanding, but now I do, like, you can be confident no matter what your situation is, but you it's it's all in you. It's nothing to do with your with what's going on with your physical body. It's all in what your spirit feels. And uh, you know, I had to I had to get in that situation to be able to see it from a different perspective. You had to get in that space, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, being that you have become an advocate of one loving oneself, you know what I'm saying? And you're you're in the South of all places. What has your reception been? Um, As far as what? Like my story? Yeah, like are people feeling not only your story but your mission? Because I'm sure that you utilize your experience to tell women that creamy crack is going to take you off track. You know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect, right. but what you're doing to yourself to look pretty is ultimately killing you. Oh, yeah. And I tell them, I see them in the store or whatever. And, you know, I have big earrings that advertise my book. And as soon as they ask about it, I tell them about it because um, I think everybody needs to wake up to what you're putting in your hair. Because it's, it's not only just killing you. But it's also stopping your spiritual connection because when you are you're taking the perm and you're putting it on your head, it's like it is changing your uh your antennas. And we talk about this in the documentary too, but it's changing the way you are receiving information. So, you know, you can't receive the same information. Now interesting that you say that. You know, and I, I don't, I don't. This is not going to be an episode where we we bash the sisters because right. the sisters they and it's not. You're right. still have yeah they still have the perms and when we speak about it, especially when it's coming from us, if it's from a male perspective, you know they're very insecure and and, and they act. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you going in on us and such and such. And, and I, I got like a, to I got about, a comment on that too. Go ahead, because I want oh, to tell you do, about yeah. that too. I like to we speak do. about my experiences because when I see things and I internalize them, and I and I and I dwell on them, I think on them. Either, you know, I read to tell you, I, I I put them in a poem to make sense of it because it's a lot of thoughts going through my head at once, and I wouldn't pretty much know how to voice those sentiments if I can't artistically put it in a way in which I can share it with the world and then they can receive it. So I was at a, I was at a, a video casting out here in LA, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sitting in front of the casting and I'm seeing sister after sister, after sister, after sister, after sister come in, you feel me? And I mean, all of the women for that matter, they were almost like homogenized. They all had that same look, six-inch six heels, straight hair. You know, I don't know whether they had butt implants or not. Well, I don't know if their booty was padded, but, 
you know, they had on a freakum dress, so everything was pretty much popping out. It was accentuated, you know. Right. Nails, you know what I'm saying? The 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 uh European women had the sats in their lip, you know what I'm saying? Even some of the um quote unquote Spanish women, you know, it, it just was this whole it just was this whole look. You feel me? But what I noticed that all of them had in common, you know what I'm saying, or they all would step out, everybody was playing in their hair or making sure that their hair was straight, you know what I'm saying, brushing their hair out, pulling out their iPhone mirrors, just just making sure that they do was intact. Right. And I'm like, yo, like, it just really dawned on me. I started writing a poem right on the spot, and I was using wow. America, you know, America as a, as a woman, you know what I'm saying, as a... Um, right a corrupter of all nations, a global harlot, you know what I'm saying, with a billion hoes on call, like a madam with a billion hoes. Like, it was just crazy how it just started pouring through me, and I'm seeing how, you know, just just that thought, that mentality is so permeating that it's touched damn near everything and everyone, excluding those who have recognize what it is that you're recognizing because there's a strong push against it with the quote-unquote natural hair movement. You know? And I've seen groups on Facebook, I'm talking about beautiful sisters, stunningly beautiful sisters that are embracing this movement and getting back to the natural. So all hope is not lost. You know what I'm saying? I don't want the family to think that that, that the scale has been tipped. But I will say this, it is difficult. It's difficult when you walking up the block and you looking at a fifty foot poster of Beyonce. Uh-huh. A fifty foot poster of Beyonce. And I'm talking about she getting her MJ on. Like you can't tell me she got melanoma. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Beyonce got right. thirteen days lighter. You know, her hair's getting blonder and straighter. You feel mm-hmm. me? Psychologically, oh, yeah. what that's doing is crazy. I don't care what nobody yeah. say. They need to stop and take a look at what that does to the children who have been yeah. blessed with this skin, and they're looking at their skin like something's wrong. And I wrote exactly. that bar saying, you can hardly be Barbie or Betty Boop with that ebony suit. Like, it's just not going to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, it's I not going to work. I- Totally feel that. I totally feel that. And you're so right. And um, you know, all I can say is it starts with you and it's unfortunate that um that we have to go through this and what I wanted to say is, you know, women women look at these magazines and like you say, they're looking at Beyonce, they're looking at all of these European women and what is in and we do all of that stuff because we like to shop, but we also do it because we want to look good and we want to look good for the man that is uh, attracted to the straight hair, big booty, breast showing. Like, all of that is to get the male's attention. And I know it's yeah. the wrong yeah. signal, but it's all to get the male's attention. And then on the flip side, the male is doing everything to get our attention. So, see, we so off balance. To uh, to each other, like we're not even in sync. Because if we were in sync, then 
we would know that it, it's a bigger thing than materialistic and the outer view um, to the male female relationship. Right. And so, so I think when, that's, when, that's right. Go ahead. People people might not be looking at the bigger picture because they're not inside of the dynamics that are actually, you know what I'm saying? They're not inside the boardroom. They're not inside of these 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 rooms where these decisions exactly. get made and, and these images get pushed out. So for me, seeing what Kanye did, irregardless of the contradictions, we have to understand that he's a, he's a Gemini family. You know what I'm saying? And if any of y'all know any Geminis, like I know Geminis, you know what I'm saying? Most of them are walking contradictions because they have multiple personalities. It's a lot of people right. living inside of them, and those people are often at war, okay? Mm-hmm. And Kanye been having the God and the devil thing going on between them. So he was the first person to merge consciousness and commercialism on his first album. He built a paradigm, okay? And now he's saying that he wants to destroy that paradigm. Who better right. to do it but him? And my thing is this. Right. I got to give it up because nobody's saying nothing and the family don't understand how unbalanced that is. That's totally tipping the scale. I right. see it out here with these young children, with these girls that are 10, 11, and 12. They are totally, totally confused as to what it means to be, quote, unquote, black in America. You know what I'm saying? Because all of the signals and the indicators point otherwise. And the brothers right. out here... They really getting their white women on like it's not even a question. You feel me? Like they don't they they they're just the sisters don't seem to qualify out here. So a lot of them, even when they go through these changes and the transformations, they left on the curb. And a, a young lady told me, you know, or many young ladies have told me in my life that, you know, the reason the same thing you said, the reason that they got the perms. You know what I'm saying? The reason that they wanted to lighten their skins, you know, the reason that they went through all of these changes was because the brothers were setting the dynamic early, junior mm-hmm. high school and high school in life to mm-hmm. say, yo, this is what I consider sexy. This is what I'm fucking with. You know what I'm saying? I ain't with right. no short hair, nicky hair, this, that, and the other. That's not where my interests are. And especially exactly. when hustlers became the trendsetters, when hustlers got the word, when they got yeah. the podium... When they took the podium, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They wanted. Yeah. They wanted. Excuse my French family. You know what I'm saying. If there's any children in the room, please get them out of the room. But I'm gonna keep it. You know what I'm saying. 100 with y'all because this ideology is now pervasive. It's returned in music, and it's being pumped. They was like, I want a, I want a curly hair yellow bitch. Yep. You know yellow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what Little Wayne, that's all you hear coming out of these dudes' mouths these days. Everything is, I need me a yellow bitch with straight hair. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that was Which is, the mentality. Is the obsession. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's the obsession still with the Caucasian female. So, you know, it's it's the same. It's still that obsession. Is You can get as close as you can get to it. And, um that's where we're, you know, mentally messed up. Like the, one of the songs I sent you is called Cripple Pretty, and I named it that because of myself, but I also named it that because I, I'm saying this world is crippled pretty. Like we are so obsessed with being beautiful. We're getting lip injections. We're getting butt injections. We're bleaching our skin. We're 
straightening our hair. We're putting other people's hair, gluing it in our own head, burning our scalps, getting sores in our head, and we don't even question none of it. None of it. We don't question nothing anymore. We just do it. Oh, no. We crippled. Nah. You know, and um, read it, I wrote a poem as well where I had, I, I was looking at the dynamic. I was on 125th Street this time, and I was looking at mm. the sisters go back and forth, you know, and um, we was at a stand where they sell conscious DVDs at, you know what I'm saying? So, brother was like, you know, he had his back turned to the crowd, but he was talking to us, and he was like, yeah, you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Black woman, she the mother of civilization. Uh-huh. You brought life to this planet. She the mother of everything. So I'm looking at the sister walk by, right? She had on um, French tip nails. She had Indian hair. <laughs> she had a Brazilian butt right. with a European mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, right. sounds like, you know, she had Italian shoes on with a um, Jimmy Choo bag that she probably got from wow. Chinatown. So I'm like, are our sisters embracing their motherness of the planet and including all pieces of the planet on their vessel? Is that what's going on? <laughs> but you know what? And what's crazy about it is, like, I understand the psychology of it because I was that sister. That's the thing. I was that sister. I wore weave down right. in my butt. I was perming my hair. I had to have the flyest everything. Like, I've been there, especially when I was on Suave House. Like, that was me. So I understand the psychology. Um, and I know that it's going to take us to look within instead of looking in that mirror to come out of that, that brainwash. So... Mm. Yes. So, you know, when we're talking about, you know, we're literally talking about an analogy of, you know, David versus Goliath. We're talking about, you know, that 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 picture that we saw, you know, where they throwing rocks at tanks. You feel me? And a tank wow. is indicative of a billion dollar media marketing campaign. You know what I'm saying? That they have. They have, they got access. Like, if there's a village somewhere in 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 in, in Naples, Thailand, the Philippines, Soweto, you know, all parts of Africa, wherever you could think of, you know, what I'm saying the interior of the Amazon jungle, they are beaming them these images. They're beaming them Beyonce. They're 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 beaming them, you know, what I'm saying there's all of these barriers images, if they see a video, a hip-hop video, you know, you can literally sit up and, and, and do the paper bag test, and all of them is going to be, you know what I'm saying, they're all going to quote-unquote pass. You feel me? Like, yeah. they're not even, they're not either objectifying the richly melanated sister, carbonated sister, as any type of object of beauty. Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. how do you yeah. combat how do you combat that with limited resources in a world such as this, where media is so pervasive and people really believe what they see? And that experimentation is being done over and over with these false flag, you know, um, concoctions that the government is doing. they like, look, if it's on TV, people are going to believe it. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, don't wanna... the only thing I can say is we have to just, like, make our voice get louder. That's it. You know? So, that's it. Indeed. <laughs> I don't want to cut anybody's wisdom, but I do want to get into the, um, I want to go, I still want to go further with the story. I want to start to, uh, to touch on the, um, what gave you the inspiration to create the DVD, um, the 16th strike? Like, uh, what drove you into that area of your research? Um, well, I was uh, I was told because you know as I promote my books and speak at different places, I would have people come to me, and they would say, uh, you know, I don't read, which is another issue that we have. But uh, they would say, you know, I don't read, but if you did a, a film on it or something, that would be good. Yes. And so my first thought was to do a film on that, and then. Um, I started looking around at the situation that we were in uh, as a people and, like, how we're eating. Mind you, I'm getting all of these statistics because I speak for the Heart Association as well. So I'm I'm listening to the statistics, like, we're the number one sufferers of heart disease. We're the number one yeah. sufferers. You know, we, we're going through it in, as our health, and it all comes back to what we are ingesting in our body. And so um, I just said I want to do a film on everything that aches us in America, not just my book. And so, um, you know, we we uh, started looking into it, and then divinely all of these people started coming in my cycle. Like as soon as I made up my mind that that's what I wanted to do, I'm talking about from the cameraman to everybody that needed to be featured in it, they just started coming to my life. I'm all Your antennas was working, huh? You said what? I said your antennas was working, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. My <laughs> antennas and my ancestors was working. And, um, right. you know, and so... I just saw all of this coming, and I was just like, okay, so I put together this event. Uh, I called it Black Poets Night, and I ended up starting doing that, starting to do that all over Houston. But uh, my first one was where I filmed, and I had different people do every different subject because I wanted the poets to actually um, open up the subject. And so we had a young lady, her name is Fertile Spirit, and she did a a poem called Do Your Kinky, and it's about kinky hair and having kinky hair. And then, you know, we have another brother, his name is Jacqueline, and basically he was covering, like, our black men going to jail and the mentality and all of that stuff. So uh, singers on there and everybody through all of the documentary, and when I watch it, I'm just, uh, tripping how it's a main one main person who has actually been mentioned by the poets, and it was Trayvon Martin. Um, and so you know, I saw that and I, I said, you know, it's amazing that all of that happened, but I couldn't think of a name 
for the documentary after I finally completed it. It took two years. And uh, when I finally completed it, I just couldn't think of a name, but this poet that actually featured on the documentary, she had this poem, and it was called The Sixteenth Strike. Her name is Nicola Asante. And it was named The Sixteenth Strike, and the, the message of the poem is um, we have to do everything that we can because there's 15, it's 15 strikes in martial arts. And it's a form. And but after that fifteenth strike, um, if once we do all that we can to change our situations, our foods, our GMOs, growing our gardens, shopping with black businesses, after we do all of that and we do everything that we can, then we have to trust that spirit is gonna come down and help us get through the sixteenth strike. And that that the spirit is the sixteenth strike, and I'm like that's that's the documentary right there. Like that's it, you know. I couldn't even let it. <laughs> you need to bring wow. that sister on this program. Like it amazes me, you know what I'm saying? Where this information filters in and comes from. I've been trying to have this conversation with some partners of mine very recently, and I'm like. You just got to build it, you know what I'm saying, and know that they will come, at least have a plan, and, and all of the pieces and the parts will come together. You can't be sitting right. at the table talking about it all day. Like, right. just take one step forward. It's going to take two steps towards you, you know? Exactly. I, exactly. I remember that shit from church. <laughs> you say what? I said, I remember that from church. Yeah, you know, definitely. Said, take, take one step to God, it'll take two steps towards you. That's up for me. And, you know, I actually right. move with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So definitely. We need to impart so, that, you know, on more people than we know. Yeah, my question to you, um, and this would be a question from other sisters and brothers that are out there who may have the ideas or the passion to go ahead and produce a documentary or write a book or just do anything that would be an active display or demonstration of them basically adding on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just adding on yeah. to the uh to the to the, the wealth of knowledge that is already out there, stand on the shoulders of Many of the great ones who have come before us that have, you know, authored books, uh, put together screenplays, you know what I mean, whatever it may be, uh, historic lecturers, orators, what made you, what was your drive and what was the passion that you used to, um, you know, take you there? Because I know it's not an easy thing to put together a documentary covering so many different topics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you really have to have a passion. You really have to be committed to do the research, to put all of these things together, and to present it to the world. So what right. were some of the uh, driving motivations for you? Um, I will tell you, it's something that has always been in me. I, uh, And I have to say, it's, you know, my mom. My mom was always the person that would tell me, um, 
you know, if I wanted to do something, go follow my dreams. You know, she she never shook me from doing anything I wanted to do. Even though I was kicked out of the house at like 15, 16 years old because I was a knucklehead. But yeah. she has always been the voice to like influence me to rise higher. And um, But I know there are many people that don't have that. And what I say, because I've talked to a sister who, I mean, same situation. She wanted to start her own business and, you know, really grow and do different things, but she wouldn't act. And she, you know, I think the main thing is you have to be able to be your own cheerleader. And you have to write what you want. And by any means necessary, I'm talking about when you lay down and go to sleep, and when you get back up, all that's on your mind is accomplishing and finishing what you started because a lot of people can start stuff, but they don't finish it. And so you'll just have a whole bunch of stuff just sitting there. But we are we are born entrepreneurs. We are made to prosper. We are made to do all of these things that we really, that comes in our spirit. But we have to act on it in the definitely have to act on it. That's the main thing. You can think it all day. You can write it down all day. You can have, talk about it all day. And that's a lot of things that we do is we talk, but we we have to apply action. And I don't know, I was just driven from even going to New York and searching for a record deal, staying in the Covenant House, all of that. I've always been driven to get what I want. If I say I want it, once I say I want it, I'm going to get it, and it has never failed me, ever, right. in my life. Never. Okay. Yeah. So you have to know that's what you want. Don't listen to the negativity. Like, block them out, and if you have constant people that are negative, even if it's your parents, limit your conversation with them about your dream and just deal with them accordingly, but keep your dream right. your, your mouth closed and do what you got to do. Hold on, you're going to have to duck for this one. <laughs> if you got A, mama out. Yeah. Sit them down. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Now, I would want you to share with us about the reception that you have been getting, both from your book and from the DVD as you present this to different audiences, family, friends, and things of that nature, different industries. How has the reception been? It's been love. And it's it's been love. And mind you, this is my first documentary. Like, I never did a documentary in my life. Uh, One gentleman said it changed his life. Uh, one person said that, um, you know, they just see everything that I've been doing in the community, and I actually went to the community to be the voice, and this voice can speak for America because no matter what hood you're in, no matter where you're at, the same thing is going on in every uh, melanated African neighborhood. It's just in the hood. We've got the same issues. And we all are eating these nasty GMOs, and we all are, you know, suffering from different ailments. Our sisters, we don't call each other sister. 
we have issues, we're not, you know, taking care of. We have the same issues nationwide. And, um, you know, I'm actually going to San Francisco, the uh, San Francisco Bayview and uh, Crip Hop Nation, which is a group that I'm a part of um, that travels all over the world, actually, uh, promoting artists with disabilities. And um, they are actually hosting a premiere for the documentary in uh, San Francisco on the 17th. So I'm wow. going out there. I have some stuff in L.A. Like, it's just uh, coming together. I'm going to Dallas, New Orleans. We're still trying to find a place in Atlanta, but we want to go there. And people have coming in. So I mean, been coming in. So like, even in Pittsburgh, I just linked up with the lady. So we're trying to work that out. Like, it's divine. I didn't do this to brag on myself. I did this because I saw a need for change, and I need to just add my little doses. And I, I can't do it by myself. Everybody plays a part in it, you know. But um, the idea came to me, so I guess it was put in my spirit to make it happen because it's what I was supposed to do, and it's done. And, I mean, I've been getting great reception. I'm very proud. Like I said, the one guy, he was just like, uh, you know, using the community to say one voice, I mean, to say one thing that everybody needs to hear was just amazing. So it's been, it's been, it's been a journey, and I'm proud of the project. I'm proud of everything that, you know, I've been putting my name on, and I don't do it for self. It's been selfless. I could have easily just done my story is amazing. You know, I could have did a, a documentary on myself and still pushed it and been good. But, yeah. uh, you know, my my goal right now, I got blessed with, like, what, my third life. <laughs> so uh, I just, my goal is to just make sure I uh, do right and uh, do right by the people that have been scorned because of our process in America. So. Okay. Hmm. No doubt, no doubt. We definitely. Houston, you said, huh? You said what? I said Houston. You said they own it like that in Houston. I be hearing yeah, good things about Houston. You know, oh yeah, you is, we have a conscious community here. So. Yes, they do. Can yeah, you I tell us something about the lecture that you? Yeah, can you tell the family about the SETI lecture that you just attended? <laughs> oh, it was off the chain. That dude, like, he is um, he's a fireball. And, you know, we had, uh, it was a Christian rapper that was actually in the building with his son. And uh, I don't know if Christian was, rapper? Yes. He was there okay. to perform and everything. And so. Uh, Wait, you be talking about Jesus? He he made it clear that he was a Christian rapper. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, you know when Seti got up there because they was already cursing. It was like music and people were cursing or whatever. But when Seti got up there, he just he went to being himself and um, you know they left. And I I you know I know he didn't want his son to hear the cursing. And in a way, I wish he would have. Um, I wish he would have stayed, um, because 
the message he had about Christianity would have been a message that actually touched that brother, you know. Um, but when I say the, the delivery was powerful and he's a powerful spirit, like, um, and much needed, you know, he was like the philosophical Tupac, like, you know, he was just, he was yeah. sweet with it, but he had the message that needed to be delivered and, I can't wait to see him uh, reach the masses like the hood, you know, the the hood, the girls that's out there wearing the boobs everywhere and, the, you know, and the, the drug dealers and all of that. Like, that's, that's next. Cause that's yeah. what his voice I'll, is for. Yeah, I told the brother personally, you know, we even discussed it on the show that the brother has an appeal that, uh, and he could reach certain places, certain crevices in the streets that every single, you know, that necessarily the average teacher wouldn't necessarily be able to reach. So, you know, he gets crucified in certain circles because of the, uh, the, the, the language and the delivery and things of that nature. But I say, I say to him, like I say to everybody else that, you know, Sometimes we have to understand this thing as a whole. This is a this is a, a, a this is an experience that we are all having. So if right. we know that the streets exist, you've got to be able to embrace a scholar that has that street energy in him. It's like you can't, you know, what I mean, we can't speak about us being gods and you know we being the great ones that have returned, and we negate the warrior caste, or we negate exactly. people for being scholarly. We negate people not knowing that we all fit as pieces in the puzzle to it's a lane, you know what I mean? So the brother's lane, you know, once he really is accepted as, you know, for the lane that he, you know, is the most comfortable in, and we start setting the brother up or different promoters set him up to get him in front of the hood, it's going to definitely have an impact. Like he needs to be opening for the rap shows. That that right there... How about that? Yeah. Like, he needs to be opening for Lil Wayne or something. He needs to be opening for the uh, rap show. Straight up. That right there interested. would kill him. Maybe for Kanye. Yeah. Maybe he could yes, open up some exactly. black Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's speak it into existence right there, okay? No doubt. Yeah, no that's doubt. what's up. No doubt. So I want to do this real quick before we go into the, um, before we go further. You know, being that we're talking about hip-hop, you know what I mean, and we're talking about what the streets need, I want to go ahead and rinse this uh, this track of yours called My Life. Okay. You know, Let's I want the family to hear this music. I want, Yeah, I want to bless the family the same way that you blessed me when you sent me this track right here because this is definitely <laughs> powerful. I salute you, you know what I mean, and you, you already know we got a mixtape coming out probably in about a week. And uh, you already know that you already got a uh, got a seat on the tape. You know what I'm saying? So oh, this is my life. <laughs> Word. This is my life by Alika Hickman. All right, let's go. Marshall Law Productions. Some things in life either kill us or make us stronger. You know what I mean? Deal with it. That's 
And people still call me Slim all the time. Like, people just still be like, yeah. Slim. Like, so yeah. Slim? Yeah, he used to be Magnolia Slim in New Orleans before he became Soldier Slim, so. Okay, that's my boy right there. Slim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was feeling that. Oh, I was feeling that, too. Blue said that he Thank loved that draw. You. He loved that endo draw right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I like the yeah, way you read your words. I like your flow pattern. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. It was very engaging. And y'all kept it to the curb, but it was all the way upstairs. That's what's so, up. That's what's up. I received it, so. Covering a lot of ground. I like that. So I'm I'm loving the fact that you are a Renaissance woman. You know what I mean? I love the fact that you are expressive through your art. You know what I'm saying? You are remaining very, very, very active by producing music writing a book, creating a documentary, a DVD, dealing with the issues and the solutions, mind you, because in your book, um, let's talk about the book, uh, Chemical Suicide, right? Yeah. Okay. I believe in the book, I was, you know, that you deal with solutions as well as the issues or the side effects. (laughs) Of what the perms and things of that nature are doing to our sister scouts and their brains exactly. and uh, their temple. I've been told right. that you uh, you and you you include solutions as well. So can you share some of those with us? Yeah, and um, let me just respond to that too. Um, you know, the main thing I believe in uh, providing solutions is because, or the main reason I believe in that is because. We complain, we've been complaining, I talked about this on the documentary too, we've been complaining since the ship. We can complain all day about what is happening. So if I want to give some information to somebody, I need to be able to give them an option out. And that is the reason I'm trying, or I am doing, not even trying, but applying solutions to everything that comes through me. Because that's that's the only thing I know to give to help is a solution. I could tell you the problem all day. What can we do to fix it? So I have recipes in my book. Um, so if you want to make your own deodorant, you can actually make your own deodorant out of my book. If you want to make your own foundation for your face, you can make your own natural foundation, your own natural lipstick, your own natural toothpaste, um, even, you know, color your hair with henna, uh, your soaps. You can make all of these things, sunscreen, whatever, you can make it out of my book. In that way, you are actually, um, you know what you're putting on your body and on your skin because one of the main statistics that I found out that is very uh, frightening about the information is that we absorb, our skin is our biggest organ, and we are absorbing 60% of everything that we put on our skin into our bloodstream. 60%. Every time we put something on our skin, it goes into our bloodstream. So if you have your favorite lotion, right, and you have it smells so good, whatever, and you are rubbing this on your skin, you are never thinking that you're rubbing formaldehyde in your skin. Now, formaldehyde, actually causes cancer in rats. 
It uh, causes liver and kidney damage, a whole bunch of other things. So every single time you have applied this lotion to your skin, you are applying death to your body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was like a startling fact for me, you know, because think about the perms. You got, you have ammonia in there. You have formaldehyde. I mean, there is nothing healthy about perms at all. And you are putting this on your head. It's actually creating uh, scalp, I mean, uh, burns and uh, sores in your head and all of that. But we never think, why is the perm burning? No, I never thought that. Like, when it burned, that's when I knew it was time to wash it out. I never thought why, you know. So we need to start questioning everything, everything, why, you know. So. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, that's definitely powerful. Are you... Working on any uh, new books in the near future? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, me and my mom, we've been working on this for years, and that's why I knew a lot of the information for the documentary. But um, we've been working on a book for food, and um, that's our next project. So uh, it should be out by the end of the summer. But right now, my only focus, you know, I have Give Back by Black. Uh, which is a website I started, and you can go on there and register your business for free. Um, But basically that also is the way that we need to start circulating and just uh, being mindful of how we spend our dollars. And so, um, you know, I was pushing that real hard, and I still do. But my main focus Yeah, give back, like give give me back my, give back. By B U Y Black. So okay. give back by Black dot com. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um and also I uh I was you know, when we finished the documentary I was just thinking, you know, I know a couple of people have done Amazon, so I went to looking at their, you know, feedback or whatever and um Amazon actually takes forty five percent of your profit. Uh, they, my book is on Amazon, but I promote it on my website, which is TonyHickman.com, and that's T-O-N-I Hickman, H-I-C-K-M-A-N.com. But I would prefer okay. to promote it on my website because, you know, if you promote your link on Amazon uh, or if you don't promote your link on Amazon, you're not making any money. So as you're promoting this link, you're actually also promoting their corporation. And I just choose to, if I'm going to promote a link, I'm going to go ahead and promote Give Back by Black or TonyHickman.com because we need to start circulating our money into our own situation and not into, you know, somebody else. Yes, indeed. Definitely have a point there. Yeah. All right. I'm on your website now. This is a nice site. Okay, Thank very you. informative. Yes, indeed. Very informative. I see the documentary up there. It's just put together beautifully. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. All right. 
So, um, back to back to what we were building on and everything. Um, do you talk to younger sisters? Or do, you know, I'm sure during your lectures and your book your book signings and things of that nature, you do have the chance to address the youth that are in the crowd or the audience. But do you specifically yeah. have any programs where you target these young sisters that are coming up in this, you know, Beyonce world, this Nicki Minaj uh, paradigm? Um, I have had them attend some things. Like I did a big thing at uh, the University of Houston, and this, this little girl just started crying after, um, you know, I told my story and told her about the situation. But she cried and she told me that she was going to, you know, cut all of her perm out and she was just going to start over. And, you know, so I, I did make a difference uh, there uh, with several women, but she was the youngest one. I think she was like 15 years old. And, um, you know, it was just a really touching moment because I just saw how my story can affect someone that was, you know, much younger than me. And, um, oh. yeah, so, but I don't have any programs right now. Um, and as you can see, I have a lot on my plate. Now, I do, and especially where I am, there is actually a, a group of conscious sisters. And, um, you know, they teach not even just the thing about hair, but just womanhood, period. They're called sacred women. And, um, yeah, and so they teach that. So, um, you know, right now my main focus is making sure this message of the documentary and my book gets to the world. And so, um, you know, I'm doing city to city right now and just putting that together because I have the information, but just getting it out to the masses, uh, I have yes. to step outside of Houston as well and just start getting it literally to the masses. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if you realize it or not, but uh, you are definitely addressing the masses tonight on the program. I um, this is Yeah, we do reach a global audience. And, um, yeah, you know, the information will travel. We are, right. uh, yeah, we're honored to say, that our audience does support the uh, the people who come upon the show and uh, bring forth information. You know what I mean? It's been right. proven that they do get a lot of support. So I, right. I know beyond a reasonable doubt that you'll be getting support for both the documentary and the book. You know what I mean? When a family gets to hear what you're doing and how dedicated that you are. You know what I mean? How dedicated that you have been in terms of getting out content. Because right. I, I, I voiced my opinion about that on a few occasions that, um, you know, I've realized by uh, just watching the numbers grow in terms of consciousness that numbers, number-wise, there are a plethora of new people, you know what I mean, waking up and getting into mm-hmm. consciousness. The law of averages says, as your numbers expound and the quality of membership, but also the 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 um the intellectual property supposed to um jump as well and um mm-hmm. I was realizing, yeah, I was realizing even though I do and you and 
just from this show alone, the different, um, the number of teachers that we have blessed and, and honored to bring on, it does show yeah. that there are a lot of people out there teaching. You know, prior to this, there were only like 10 names that were mentioned of people that were putting in work. But come right. to find out that there are hundreds of them. Yeah. And even with the hundreds of them, I've often said that there's not a, there's not enough. Like right. because the situation is so is so um, complex, you know what I mean? It's so complex at this point, and this system, this uh, whatever the system is, is set up. It uh it it requires all hands on deck at this point because it's out of hand. Yeah. It's not like there's a balance. It's it's almost right. you know spiraling out of control. So I was like, we can't necessarily put the weight of all of this, all of the world's problems, because you know in the conscious community you're expected to solve the world's problems in mm-hmm. <laughs> four months. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Like okay. they'll give you a four month window. To solve mm-hmm. the world's problems, or they begin to uh, they'll unfriend you and unfollow you, and talk about you, and all, do all kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Because you're supposed to be God, they say, so you're supposed to figure right. it out. Right. So whenever we have, go ahead. Yeah, whenever I, whenever I meet content creators, because I'm I'm also in the media, so I know the importance in this era in this internet age of content. It's not about mm-hmm. talking and doing other, all of these other things anymore. People have smartphones, tablets, e-books, and all kind of other things. So it's about creating content and flooding the, uh, the 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 almost endless stream of content that's out there, but putting your content in that stream and letting it travel around the world and reach people in places where you wouldn't even fathom. Right. You know? So I, I, I right. get praise and honor whenever we find new content creators, new frontline soldiers, new authors, new artists, whoever is willing and brave enough and believes in themselves to the group, to the degree that they are out there and they're putting themselves out there and they're putting their intellectual property out there to help others. I have to say, I say, welcome to the family. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we do need you. You know, right. and, and you are appreciated. And there are many people that are out there that, you know, need this right now. So it's our right. duty to get it into as many households and as many hands as we could possibly do with our reach. But always right. know that we'll be here to, you know, further your agenda. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, your 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 mission is definitely, you know, necessary. And uh, I think it's divine that you have ended up you know, with so many listeners and uh, things like that because you're responsible for your content. So you can be talking about anything, but you choose to put consciousness and enlightenment on your show. And so that is, you know, I I, uh, believe that is why you have grown in the numbers because you are enlightening. So I'm thankful. Yeah. Oh. I definitely appreciate that. Blue. Yes, indeed. Yes. Do you have anything that you wanted to add on as well? Oh, I'm just, you know, just loving everything that I'm hearing. Um, you know, I, I just, I want to know, 
and she's done so much, it's hard to say necessarily what's the next step. You feel me? <laughs> but is there any end? I mean, you know, where do you see it going in, in five to ten years? Or are you just let going and letting God? Uh, yeah, I guess you can say that. Definitely doing spirit. Uh, my goal eventually after all of this, I've been working on my own uh, my own story, and it's like, you know, how do I end it? Because I'm not done yet, you know. So I've been working on my own autobiography, but I'm kind of stuck because I don't know when to stop. So, um, you know, I'm still just continuing, and like I said, I'm really following spirit. The documentary is one of the biggest projects I've ever done, and... Um, you know, it was something that definitely was spirit. And I've been told that when you watch it, like the whole film is poetry. It's poetic and it's, uh, it's spirit through it. And I, can, I know that because that is what guided me. I went through lots of things to get that documentary done. And I don't regret anything, but, you know, it was situations where, like, Editing was mandatory, and I had to be there and get this done and make sure that, you know, everything was done. And uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge, but when we finished, I was just, um, I was amazed at how this message got through. And right. uh, the message of the book is still in there, too. And, you know, every everything that I wanted it to say, even though I didn't plan that out, I just knew the message I wanted on there, but the way it flowed and came out, I didn't plan it. That's divine. Like, it's spirit. I was out of myself for a minute. That's all I can say, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just, I'm super grateful, and I'm grateful that it has been put on my spirit to do everything that I do, you know. It can be a journey. It's a job, and, um it's, it's something that I'm living for. I believe it. Like you have to, I believe everybody has something that they're supposed to contribute to this world. And uh, that's what I choose to do. So even if I was to drop, you know, uh, tomorrow, God forbid, if I was, I have, I have done a lot. I've done the things that I need to do. But I still have more in me. I want to do more. But I, I, I've, I've been following spirit. I've been obedient. And I think that is something that we have been lacking in the community nationwide is obedience to spirit and mm. ourselves, you know, because uh, we can get out of hand, uh, basically yeah. in ego and uh, in money and greed and all of those things that take away from us. In our spirit, and that's where we're lost. We're not obedient and disciplined. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I'm looking at the video right now on World Star missing you. Right. The beautiful video right there. That's a, okay. Beautiful. So that video, that song is a true story, and it is about a young man I I met in New York. And um, I went to New York for Christian, and uh, this was like 20 years ago. And so I went to New York for Christian, 
and uh, you know, I met this guy, and he was so cute. So I just had to listen to what he was telling me, you know. Um, yeah. But he was a five percenter, and um, he actually is the one that taught me that I didn't have to think one way. I, I just, you know, in Christianity, you're taught that you only think one way and then think thinking out. If you're thinking outside of that, like that's the devil's workshop and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so when I met him, it was like, oh, so you mean I can think a different way? Like I don't have to think this way, you know? And so uh, he became my love of my life. And he was he was not a baller. He was none of that. But his Spirit. His spirit was what I was attracted to. So. Wait, say that again. I said he wasn't a. Yeah, I was saying he wasn't a baller. Like, and that's what I say in the lyrics. You know, his hair wasn't all that clean, and his clothes wasn't all that great. But all I saw was an angel when I looked in his face. You know, because he was he was just divine, regardless of whatever. I met him in the train station and. You know, he had a broke down brownstone in Brooklyn. So, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Shout out to my boy. Still making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> we are approaching that time. Family. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Sister, at 11, 11. We do a meditation. Okay. You know, so yeah. Um, we're gonna do a meditation, and what we do is we play a, a chant called "Om Padme Om," and okay. do it for a few minutes until eleven fourteen. And what it is is just a time to basically go within, like you were talking about earlier tonight, and mm-hmm. we align the eleven eleven portal. It's a window where people around the world. You know, actually go in at the same time and send energy of compassion and healing and peace. You know, tonight I want to send um, uh, some healing and passion out to the people that have been inflicted inflicted in Oklahoma. Little Mm -hmm. children have lost their lives. Um, Our brother Bobby Hemet, the family that's out there in Texas, whoever's going through some stuff out there, family out here in New York, just everybody around the world, you know what I'm saying, we really want to tap into that healing energy and, you know, not have any doubts about how we can affect the world by doing right. that, you know, and by doing that, by tapping in. So, you know, that's what we do. So we're about to get into that blue. You can take the uh, the wheel right now. Yes, dear family, find yourself in a dark place, preferably uh, pitch black, seated straight on a chair, feet flat to the floor, Hands to the to the uh, to the end of the knees, palms facing upwards to the ceilings. Index fingers and thumbs touching the form of pyramid. Tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth. Pulling the air from the abdominals through the nose. Exhaling out of the mouth. Okay, and we're going to be meditating. Eyes closed, meditating to the sounds of Omni Padmeon, which stands for the jewel and the lotus which in other words means the perfect balance between the masculine and the feminine principle, I am family. And again, like the brother said, we are going to be sending our collective blessings to, you know, those inflicted during this particular time, specifically in Oklahoma, but all over family. Peace. 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 Peace.
Peace, family. Peace. Welcome back. Indeed. 
Yes, 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 indeed. All right. Welcome back. Welcome yeah, back. Let me uh, thank you. Open up my brother's line. Brad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Back in the building. Definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Wisdom and uh, Nubia. And uh, everybody in the family, Amir. Yeah. Nothing like to everybody, all the loved ones in my life. You know what I'm saying? Very special day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace to B.I.G. You know? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to P.A.C. And no, his twin. Yes, sir. Let's do this, though. Um, let's go to these callers, because I know that we got a few hands up in the call queue. It looks yeah. like the family definitely wants to build with uh, with our guests tonight. They have some questions, comments, and concerns. So I want to go ahead and let the audience uh, interact with our guests for tonight. All right? So we're going to go to the callers. Um, are you cool with that? Yeah, definitely. I'm ready. All right. Let's bring the family on board. Our first caller is a caller from the eight six zero six eight zero. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. How y'all doing tonight? We good. good. Peace. How are you? Yes. I guess my question to the young lady, I mean the lady tonight, is regardless to um, products, what are the effects of let's say um let's say bar soap and deodorant in particular? The effects on the body. Well, uh, bar soap, the main ones that are in the stores uh, use something that is in Drano, and uh, it's also in uh, it's in Drano, it's in dishwashing liquid, and uh, it's just something that makes it good. And uh, basically that can cause, Eye damage, liver damage as well. I'm trying to think of the name. Like, it's escaping me right now. All of them? Um, is, it every, is it all bar it's, soap? It's, no, it's soap. not because you have it's the commercial ones. So the main ones that you see in Walgreens and Walmart and you know on the shelves. Those mm. are the ones. The ones that are that don't it, as the ones that actually. Uh, don't get soft as they go thin. They just get thin, but they still are hard. Those bar soaps contain something that is unnatural. So, um, yeah, so that's the ones that we need to stay clear of. The hard ones. 
hard for me to understand which hard work because I really, I mean, at times I flip flop with soaps between natural and sometimes if I don't have, I use like the regular bar soaps to talk to me, which is a hard one. Unless I see like the regular, like the dove or animal things, maybe. That's yeah, so dove, and I mean, I hate to speak against these companies, but you know, dove and no, let have uses, it. Right. Um, dove. Pretty much everything, Jer- Jergens, um, Dial, uh, <laughs> I mean, every hard soap that you can get, Zest, Caress, all of that contains something that is unnatural. Okay, so, so when you need by hard soap, it needs like, to last a little longer. That's what you're talking about, right? Have you ever used natural heritage? I think that's the name of it. Or black soap? Have you ever used black soap before? Well, I, I, I have used I have used enough natural products. Um, in particular, I could probably name some that have like shea butter. Um, what's that? Right. Um, black soap with the with the you know the little seeds in them. Some type of soap, okay. you know. Okay, so it's called. I had to get my book because I wrote it a while ago, and I had to just remember what this chemical is. It's called sodium lauryl sulfate, and it's in our shampoos. It's in our soap and all of that, and um, it's a, it's used in engine degreasers and also toothpaste and soap. And uh, yeah, and so that's what you're putting on your body, and it, over time it can cause, like I said, it can cause eye problems, liver and kidney problems. Liver and kidney problems. Okay. Now, what about deodorant? Deodorant is um, related to causing Alzheimer's, breast cancer. It has aluminum in it. And so uh, especially these antiperspirants because anything, it's natural for you to sweat. Like that's that's the natural order of your body. But if something can actually go in your your bloodstream and stop you from sweating, that's unnatural. Oh, yeah, you know, you do right, because times when it's hot, like today, the weather's getting hot now, a lot of people put on zero, like, I have my mess with zero, I, I never say, I start sweating, I'm controlling right. it, it's hot, so at times, because now I want to smell, that's why I put on deodorant, that's why I know how to ask about the deodorant last, because I know there's some chemicals, but I'm not sure how deadly a regular, um, unnatural deodorant will do to the human body, you know. Yeah, and it's it's ways you can actually either make your own deodorant. Also, in my book, I provide links to companies that actually care about your health because that's the main thing, too. Like, everybody is not on, you know, killing us slowly. We actually have companies that really care about our health. And so those, I provide, you know, those that company information in my book as well. But I will tell you another site that you can go to. I'm order, like, um, you got Facebook? I could probably ask you this after the show, because the time of calling, more okay, initial. No if you can give me that okay, Facebook, no I'll appreciate that. Dot Alika, well, the dots are not there. So T Alika, A L I K A Hickman, H I C K M A N. Okay. All right. All right, then. Thank you, um, sister. I think 
we've answered most of my questions. Um, okay. Thank you, Dan Swin, for tonight's call. All right. Thank you, Carla. Peace. Peace. No doubt. Now, before we go to the next caller, uh-huh. right, I want to ask you, based on your research and your studies, what connection do these chemicals, you know what I'm saying, and the chemicals found in, 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 in mascara and other um, topical applications, what connection do they have to fibroids and cysts and the sisters? Hello? Oh, yeah, her line just dropped. She's going to call back in, I'm sure of it. Okay, there we go. Call her from the 678. And before we go to the next caller. Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, you said that's the last thing yeah, you heard? Yeah. Okay, I was saying based on your research about these particular products and other products such as mascara and all the other facial um, topical facial applications scissors put on like powder, you know, powder in their face and all of this stuff. What connection do these chemicals and in, 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 in these products have to sisters and, and fibroid cysts? The perms are one of those main, you know, it's crazy, but perms, are actually one of the main connections in our fibroid cyst tumors. And they discovered that, like, last year. Everything that is coming out now has been in my book. And um, that that is one of the biggest connections that I saw. Uh, is It is related to uh, perms, mainly. Now, the makeup and stuff, it, it has the chemicals, but it's not as embedded. But, like, the mainstream makeup, the mainstream, most of the lipsticks have lead in it and uh, and the mascara. So, you know, the lipsticks are pretty dangerous because we are ingesting those straight out of our, in our mouth because it's, it's right by our mouth. So we're eating lead and lead is definitely, you know, it's not good for anybody. They took it out of the paint because it's not good for us. So you can imagine what it's doing to our bodies. Okay. Hello? Okay. Yes, you're here. All right. Yeah. You let, you let, you let them slide thing on that. Is, uh, go ahead. No, I said, I thought you let them slide on that in terms of the makeup, you know what I'm saying, but uh, you know, I, I had seen an article, I read an article not too long ago where it was speaking of not only the makeup, like you said, the deodorant, also the bras, you know yeah. what I mean? Bras are leading the to... The wiring in the bras. Yeah, the, the wiring. wiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. That's what, It's so many things that are attacking us, and if you notice, we are getting so hit hard to the wall. You know, yeah. those heels are offsetting women's wombs. So the offsetting of the wombs are creating all sorts of problems as well. You know, I got this 5% yeah. that was telling me, he was like, you know, that's the reason for um, global warming, right? I was like, what? What you talking about? He was like, see? Wow. The women, the women's right, they're supposed to stand perpendicular to the earth so 
when the heels got them at a certain degree angle, you know what I'm saying, and they the representation of the earth, the wisdom bodies, is offsetting the planet. So that's where we got global warming. That's deep. That's deep. That's super deep right there. I mean, like, I, I know, like, this. I, mean, I, I don't say put this. nothing past it. I, you I, know why? Let me, let me say this. Yeah. Let me say this. As many people have said, and many teachers have come on this program, and they speak about a butterfly flapping its wings, okay, mm-hmm. on the other side of the planet affects weather patterns or what have you. Right. Until we understand subtle energy such as organ energy. And we know the organ energy is created by the woman swaying her hips. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't understand the woman as the galactical vessel that she is. So mm-hmm. we're going to be oblivious to so many things for so long because we have these blinders on. But I yeah. know, in fact, if her physiology is one thing, you know what I'm saying? And you look at those those beautiful queens from Africa that carry the baskets on their head. You know, the mm-hmm. emphasis is on the straightness of the body that makes you perpendicular to the earth. And like you said, right. you know, even the the hair being a particular way and being an antenna, them tuning in, that energy comes in at angles. That's what angels are. Angels are angles right. of light. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So if Definitely. a woman is standing off of the ground six inches, all right, and it is it is it is contorting the way that her womb is shaped, and that's also messing up the way that she's swaying her hips. Because when I was sitting outside of the casting as well, you saw all of them was was wobbling when they was walking. They all needed assistance to walk. Right. You think what I'm right. saying? So I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. And I, I've everybody, it. everybody, we all done mm-hmm. seen it. You know what I'm saying? They don't even walk properly. So something is out of alignment, and it don't take a rocket yeah. science to see. That the manifestations of that outer, you know, out of alignmentness is being manifested on a body and everything, you know, that becomes who they are, what they're talking about, what they're dealing with, what they prioritize. So, right. you know, I, I wouldn't put it past, you know what I'm saying? Those hills are throwing them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they're thrown yeah. off, the planet is thrown off. Right. Yeah, no, I, I I received that definitely. Like I said, you know, I've been reading a Queen of Fools, Sacred Women's uh, Woman book oh, yeah. uh, for a while. So, you know, they deal with a lot of those issues with our womb and stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. Shout out to I don't put anything, definitely. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I don't put anything that has, you know, that logic. And I believe that before I would be, believe what is in media. So, yeah, yeah, and I pulled up the lead in um in my book, and um actually it's it's brain damaging, and it is also it it comes in a uh, a form of hydrated silica, but that's actually lead, and it's one of the also one of the ingredients in toothpaste and men's hair dye. Mm. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Um, let's go to these callers. Yeah. We still, we do have these hands up. I want to go to our next caller. I believe this may be from Skype. My hot day. Peace. 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 Peace.
All right. We may have to come back to. Is this my hot date? Peace. Welcome to Another Less Radio. Peace. Can I be heard? Yes. Yes. Turn the lover night to you, sis. You know we want to stay up late with you, catch you, make sure you know you that uh you had some um fellow uh, Houstonians listening in. I definitely want to give uh, flowers while you're available to receive them. Sister Alika's been putting it in, like, seriously, and she's been shining her light. It's a beautiful thing. It's just a great time to be in a Houston area right now, really. The South will rise again up in in our own way. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to send love and light to you. You're doing your thing, and um, we'll just keep onking and murring it up, sis, for real. Uh, I appreciate you. My art is actually also in the documentary. Um, so oh, shout honest. out to you as well, sis. I say, yeah. I say, no, no I say, honors and a shout out to everybody in the Houston, Texas area. You know what I mean? Shout out to the brother, us uh, humongous. Hold on, I gotta give, I gotta give my people they salute. You know what I mean? The brother Talik, Rafe. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. It's long, it's Brother, opened up. I mean, his house to me when I came uh, to Houston a few months ago. You know what I mean? And he was definitely holding it down. He opened up the, the crib to me and my queen, uh, Nubia, and his his lovely wife. You know what right. I mean? And they, uh, I'm when I get my money, I'm going ahead and open up a, a vegan restaurant. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know about my, my people. Like, yeah, Talik in the kitchen, him and his wife. They 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 a problem. <laughs> okay, he's been keeping that best kept secret. I'm gonna have to holler. Yeah, we, we was we was popping. Yeah, ask him about popping collies. We was popping collies and sweating in the kitchen, and it was uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was it was wow. it was a it was a good experience. And the brother has a good heart. Mm-hmm, he's a grinder, definitely. and you know if he's any indication of. The energy and the, and the love that Houston has, you know what I mean, for both themselves, their community, and the movement, then mm-hmm. every, you know, we everything is gonna be all right. You know what I mean? I can't right. wait to um, be down. I'm gonna be down there a lot more. You know what I mean? Um, in the upcoming months, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm actually looking to uh, set up a residence down there. So I definitely look forward to working with all of the beautiful people out there in Texas, you know what I mean? Because like you said, the South will rise again, and it is rising again, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it needs the South to rise before exactly. anything else rises. Like, we really need the South to rise. Mm-hmm. So shout-out to Sarah Suicetti. Shout-out to the promoters out there. Shout-out to um, the BPC, all of the RBGs, you know what I mean? Shout-out to everybody that's on the ground doing the work. You know what I mean, and and making it happen, and this is Texas too, so you know yeah. what I'm saying. I know that that's not no easy, uh, you know, task right there. It's a lot of opposition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I know right. the boys land, the cowboys is out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. no respect, you know, for all of the work that y'all are doing. You know what I mean. That's Peace true. and love. Peace and light. Yeah. All right. All right. So, do you have any questions that you want to 
ask our uh, the guests for tonight? Not at all, not at all. I stay heavy into any information she provides, so I'm just sending her love and light on the airwaves. That's all. Okay. I received that, sis. Thank you. Anytime. Peace. Peace. Yeah, peace. All right. Peace. So we're going to go to our next caller, and that's the caller from the 864-313. Caller from the 864. Peace. Peace, hotel brothers and uh, the queen. Hotel, hotel. I'm, in, I'm definitely enjoying um, the purified uh, talk here. Uh, my question, brothers, and, and also sister, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, um, we were talking about the chemicals, especially in, like, toothpaste. And earlier, brothers, you all were talking about, um, you know, the tornadoes that had went down in Oklahoma. I yeah. guess, do we pull in, because I do know the fluoride, in, that is inside our toothpaste. These are uh, these are fluoride ions that that we have also sprayed upon uh, above our heads. And I think Brother Bobby, um, you know, uh, much praise and uh, wish wish him a, a, a you know a well return back to uh, you know helping us out in this situation. Yeah. But he was speaking on that at, at once upon a time, talking about the correspondence between the fluoride in the air and also the fluoride in our, so I, I may be taking a, a step further and talking about, speaking about mind controlling and often, you know, even when we're talking about um, why we as a community or as a people find it hard to do certain things. And it's like we might have a certain taste or, and, and, you know, do we tie that in even kind of, Making this a more bigger issue, and definitely that the, the, when we're talking about the chemicals and all this stuff, that is definitely a big issue. But even talking about the mind control inside certain things that we do get hold of, and then they are allowing this stuff to take care, take over our bodies. How important or how valid is that when we are talking about these issues, brothers and sisters? Okay. Um... Well, in my personal opinion, uh, I, I believe I was raised, you know, to eat healthy. I was raised as seven-day Adventist where you're just vegetarian and eating healthy. And even since what has happened, um, you know, I eat pretty much raw. So I'm like, you know, I would say 60 to 80% raw, 20% just 30, 40 cooked. Sometimes it may be 50 and, you know, um, but I believe that we have to, have a counterattack to what is happening with our bodies and what is in the air. And so our immune system has to be at its finest right now. Like we really have to become disciplined because there's no there's no easy way out of this shit, excuse my French, but there's no easy way out. We have to become disciplined. We have to feed our bodies properly. We have to, you know, uh, pay more attention to spirit, do more meditation, everything that we possibly can, and that's the way that we can counterattack it. But you, it could be. I don't, I'm not familiar with the ions, and I will definitely look it up. But it could be. It makes sense. I wouldn't say it's a lie. It makes sense. But how do we fight that, you know, and I, build I, I, our I, immune system? 
I, I think you said it. You you put everything. You you gave it a, a perfect answer, Queen. And um, like you said, through through that spiritual devotion, through that meditation, through that you know, even through lifestyle, thinking lifestyle, and you know, uh, I had gone to. I'm in a situation where the doctor told me, like, last week I was positioned. He said I had testicular cancer because I have a lump on my on, on one of my testicles. But I have been a beacon for a year, but this has been a problem I have been dealing with. And I'm often, uh, because I remember uh, Dr. Brother Phil Valentine laying down the information on the condoms and asbestos being inside the condoms. And I was, yes. you know, us as in as us as being young, vigorous men, we look, we love to hammer. We we gon we gonna fuck uh, we gonna have sex, excuse me. But we like to do that. <laughs> you know, uh and, and that was in my younger age, but me progressing along as me becoming older, uh, brothers and sisters or sisters and brothers, um, I guess, you know, is that wouldn't that be a thing to maybe question what was like even in your situation, Queen? With the perm, could we say that the formaldehyde or, or that the asbestos that or all the other harmful things? I'm pretty sure because the the engineers of Trojan and of Magnum, they know that that the brothers are wearing Magnums. I'm pretty sure, right? Everybody I know oh, yeah. has, you know, we have the gold package. So, or uh, could we say that they are engineering that 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 condom to kind of make ailments or certain things then? Uh, you know, yeah, and see, uh, and I, I I agree with you. I think that that can cause problems, not just for men, but for women as well. And so, yes. what 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 lesson? Because see, I've been told that when you have when you're faced with opposition, that's actually a blessing. It's a uh-huh. lesson in that, right? Uh-huh. So it's a lesson in that whole situation. If it is causing the problem or is causing cancer then what lesson is in it for teaching you? Like, what is it teaching you? Is It may be teaching you that, you know, we are in a time where uh, we actually need to be in a situation where we can have one mate that we go and get tested oh, with yeah. and that oh, we yeah. can trust with each other instead hey. of using the condom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, and I'm dead on with you, sister, and I, and I, I agree with what you're saying. And then in this past year, ever since I noticed the lump there, like I said, I started becoming vegan because I don't fool around with the hospital. And, and I'm going to tell you, with the, vegan, uh, with the vegan diet, and I ain't going to stay on that hard, but, you know, just because you're a vegan, you have to make sure still you are getting your pure fruits and vegetables in your body because just because you're vegan, like there's, there's vegan foods that are still, uh, that contain a lot yeah. of yeast and sugar that causes issues. So you hey, might hey, want to hey. just yeah. look into that more. Yeah, yeah, Brother, we're going to have a very explosive show coming up, I believe this Friday with KT, the Arc Degree, you know, dealing with a, a lot of myths that surround what people have termed a vegan lifestyle. You have to understand that, you know, the soil content has been compromised. They got rid of the, the humus, which is the top soil, the first eight inches of soil, which mm-hmm. is composed of the microorganisms that actually, you know, put the nutrients and the minerals back in soil. So it's it's still, you know, these 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 fruits and these vegetables are still being grown from GMO seeds, you know what I'm saying? Like they're still yeah. We've never been in contact with that are actually those fruit. Do you know that banana used to have seeds in them, black seeds, 
And I remember when I was a when when I was a child. I remember you know that. Wow, I yeah, remember, remember that. that. You were so right. No you know what I'm saying? You could crunch no. on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like certain people have never had a real banana. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Never had you know a real grape with a seed in it. You know what I'm saying? Never had real water. Like so, what do we say? What we saying? Vegan lifestyle, and you know, some people are still eating soy. They're eating plastic. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's that's big. And it's people, you know, that are passionate about this lifestyle, and they got all the right information, but they still on the soy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's, and the it's, soy it's, it's is up. big, and the bread, and the sugar, and all, and the oh, I'm sorry. I was just going. To, I was just going up with what you all were saying. The soy and the wheat. Uh, the yeah. wheat and soy, those are a lot of, you know, additive. And, and you, 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 you know, um, both of you all were right, especially with approaching the situation with an open mind. And even when not like, only that, know, brother, uh-huh. right, I would, I would, I would dare to ask you. I'm not gonna ask the exact age, but you could give me a ballpark figure. I'm 34. I'm 34 exactly. Okay, so let's say the first 30 years of your life. You know what I'm saying? However, you spent that particular amount of time partaking in food intake and lifestyle, those things are still with you regardless of whether you've made a sudden shift or a sudden turn. You know what I mean? We still have to account for the work that we already put in. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had I, I changed, you know, my, my, my dietary regimen as well, but I had to pay for the things that I did in my teenage years. It caught up to me. You know what I'm saying? So oftentimes we make the shift, but we don't totally detox. Like we don't totally flush our vessel of any and everything that might be in there hiding in any crack or crevice. You know, those, those, those things come to the surface, irregardless of whether we got an all green diet right now. Dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I would say just, you know, Google is your friend. Like, get on there and just really learn everything that you can learn. And, you know, even though we have all of these foods that are genetically modified, um, you can find foods that are with seeds and they are organic and um, go to your farmer's markets and different things like that and, like, just try and get your fresh um, you know, products. So that would be my opinion. And we also cover GMOs heavily in the um, documentary because a lot of people don't even know what it is. And it is one of the main things that is causing a lot of uh, sickness in our community because we lack the knowledge. So. And you and 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 I, I greatly appreciate you, uh, Queen. I, I greatly appreciate the work and the information you're putting out there. And um, as far as uh, increasing all of our knowledge, uh, appreciate this, the show, Red and Blue Pill. Definitely. Indeed. Appreciate it. Let me ask you one more question. What, what about the thing? Is it Monsanto having this big thing that where they basically supposed to be taking over everything? How is that going? And I'm going to ease on off the line. But even with Monsanto having more upper hand on controlling damn near everything, like even – the chemtrails that are being sprayed in the sky. That I mean, uh, a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. It's, it's, and all, I mean, it's all going down. And like she said, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. we have to build spirit our has a way. system yeah. and our spirit, you know, because uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the thing is, we have we have all of these problems. It's obvious we have these problems. How do we counteract? And that's what we need to ask ourselves. And the number one word that comes to my mind is discipline. Discipline in what you are ingesting in your body and ingesting in your brain. What messages are you allowing your brain to receive? And, you know, just question yourself at all times. And you're absolutely right, Queen. And I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ease off the phone because you that order right there, that discipline, all I know is uh, is my eye, and that's what I know that is. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I see. I see. <laughs> okay, then. Let's go to another caller. All right. We have a caller from the seven one nine. Calling from the 719-362. Peace, welcome to Another Radio. Yo, peace, brothers and sisters, peace. I have a quick peace. question, man. Uh, for the sister, uh, what, uh, if any, did you feel that you had a, a change in mindset when you stopped you uh, getting your hair processed? Did you feel a change or anything? Oh, yeah. It started changing me. Like, it just started changing me. So it was, I guess it was a a process that had to happen. But yeah, I can say yeah. It's it, after I stopped permanent, my hair grew, started growing back. Um, it was a process because I still had the superficial mindset. Um, but it spirit spiritually, that my spirit took over. I guess if I can say anything, because it overrode my commercialized beauty process. Okay, I hear, I hear that. Uh, absolutely. Okay, I feel you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Uh, peace, brother. Peace. Red. All right. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right, Sister Paula. I want to go to our next caller. That would be Paula Peace to the caller. Welcome to Another Less Radio. Hello? Caller from the 954 Right. I have to go way back to that caller. Um, okay. We've got Miami in the building. Caller for the seven eight six five eight seven. Urge. Urge. Caller from the seven six. Is Miami in the building? Is this Florida? All right. We have to come back to them as well. Florida. We have a come on. 
We have a caller from the 212-470. Caller from the 212-470. Peace. Peace, peace, everyone. Peace, family. Um, thanks for the program tonight. Um, I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to ask a question to Sister Alika um, regarding, uh, yes, thank you for your work. Um, I'm so inspired by you um, and by what you're sharing with us tonight. Um, so, yeah, um, this issue about um, our, our beauty standard um, and particularly the way it's affecting our young women, um, I wanted to know if um, you could share with us uh, like some good ways of taking advantage of those moments when you're just standing in front of a young person, maybe on the train, on the bus, on the street, whatever, um, and you see you know, somebody there. Some of them are open um, and receptive um, to having discussion and you know, those kinds of things. Um, and I just wanted to know if you, in your travels you, know, you have any um, advice in terms of approaching uh, young people that are open to, to listening to, you know, words of encouragement and upliftment as far as in, embracing themselves the way that they are. Um, yeah. Um, they can be a challenge, and this is this is why. So it just depends on the situation that you catch them in. Because, um, see, if you catch them with a bunch of their friends, and you see the mentality that they are in, it's kind of hard to talk to them sometimes. I've been there. But I've been there also when it was the same type of individual and she was alone, and I Mm -hmm. just started talking to her. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say it just depends on the situation um, because at the same time that, I have this knowledge, and I understand that, you know, we all need to embrace our beauty. I also understand that there is a process that we have to go through, and um, we can't force feed because when you Mm -hmm. force feed, we just spit it out and we don't take in the information. And Mm -hmm. so um, I would just say, you know, when you feel it, you know, just question it, hold a conversation or start a conversation. And if you question, I mean, if you start a conversation and it seems like you can do it, then do it. And if not, like, you know, don't force it. But if that is something that is on your heart to do, I would say just, you know, plant that seed in the universe where this this starts coming to you uh, or these seeds. Uh, people start coming to you so you can enlighten them, you know, mm. and this will just start presenting itself. Mm. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Very much. All right, peace, everyone. Peace. Peace, indeed. All right, I'm going to go back to the call from the 786-587. You may get lucky. 786-587. <laughs> Peace and welcome to Know the Less Radio. Hello. Hello? Peace, peace. Peace, peace. All right. Welcome to Know the Less oh. Radio. I kind of uh, indiscriminately uh, pressed one. I was just listening. But um, I listen mm-hmm. all the time. I appreciate you brothers a whole, whole lot. And Thank uh, you. I enjoy the show. I appreciate you, sister. And I'm just, I'm just listening right now. You know, I don't like to do too much talking. I'd rather listen. No doubt. We appreciate but thank you. Yeah. But I thank you, thank you, thank you for your time right now. Yeah, it's received. So. No doubt. I appreciate no doubt. y'all. And y'all, 
I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show and blessings to everybody and the whole universe. All right. Well, that appears to be the last caller, and we do have five more minutes left in our live stream. So we are going to use that opportunity to let you close it out, you know what I'm saying, before we close out the show. We want you to um, leave the audience, leave the family with something, and also leave them with some information as to contacting you either via the web or via the phone. Okay. Um, well, um, you can contact I'm on Facebook. I'm T. Alika Hickman on Facebook. Also, I have a chemical suicide page and the 16th Strike documentary page. Um, also, my website is TonyHickman.com, and that's T-O-N-I-H-I-C-K-M-A-N.com. Um, and I have contact information there as well as my number is on that site. Um, and so that's my cell phone number, and I just ask that you don't call after a certain time, after, you know, 11 o'clock or so. But other than that, um, you know, I'm I'm an open book, and um, I'm here to share my information. So definitely feel free to contact me via email or the cell phone or whatever. Um, and if I can offer any words of encouragement to anybody out there that has a dream and they have they're just sitting on it and they haven't moved because you have uh, you're not motivated or you don't have people in your life that are motivating you, um, pick you up some positive books. If you have to staple uh, positive statements all around your room so every time you wake up that's all you're feeding your brain, do whatever it takes to make sure that you get your information that you need to get to the world to the world because if it was put on your heart, then it's meant for you to do it. But if you don't do it, then somebody else will pick up that same thought and do it themselves because it's meant for that Indeed, some real talk right there. And yeah. once again, we appreciate you. You know what I mean? Um, you know what? I, and I, that's what else I wanted to say, man. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I didn't even think I was going to last these hours, and you're right. It just went by. So I'm grateful, and, you know, thank you. So, oh, you already know. I told you. <laughs> Time flies when you're dropping gems, you know what I mean? Right. No. Um, you know, this is family night. We all here. We at the round table, just breaking bread, you know what I mean, and kicking it, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all we did tonight. We just kicked it with the family, you know what I mean? A few hundred people just sitting at the round table, you know, learning, letting, you know, allowing you were shining your light, and they were getting shined upon, you know what I mean? You were dropping gems, right. and you were showing the family through action, demonstration that, Everything that we want to do is possible. You know what I mean? There's no Definitely. limitation. You are a living Definitely. example of that. You persevered. You know what I'm saying? You're a warrior. You already won the war. Don't look outside of your journey and your triumphs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what you have overcome, you know, sometimes we overlook these things 
when we're looking at you know winning this 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 globe, this humongous this this war that's been going on for millennia with with a different with our with our our quote unquote open enemy. That's not the real war. The real war is perseverance. The real war mm-hmm. is what we, is conquering. You know the, the the evils that are inside of us. You know what I mean? Right. All these, right. All, all, all that other stuff is an illusion. It's window dressing. It's a reflection of what's inner. You know what I mean? There's a war going on inside before any war that goes on outside. So right. thank you for your story. Thank you for being an open book. Thank you for empowering our audience tonight with with just your just by winning. You feel me? Just right. by winning. I mean, and by being by being a winner, and by taking that, um, taking what people will see as adversity, and turning it all the way around. You know what I mean? All the way around. So, like I said, we honor you. You know what I mean? We here for you. Whenever you're doing something new, if you got a lecture that's coming up, whatever it is, let us know. We'll promote it. We'll let the family know about it. And for the family that's out there, support this sister and everything that she is doing. You know what I mean? For the Texas family out there, it's one love, and we will be you will be hearing from us in the very very near future. We got some things on the pot. Yeah, man, let's put that together, man. Word. We're working on that. Shout out to the brother uh, Talik. You know what I mean? He gonna pull a rabbit out the hat. You know what I'm saying? That's the guy right there. Got faith in him, so. Oh yeah, definitely. In, in Texas coming real soon Alright so I want to end Love it Tonight it. with that Kanye track I know we didn't really chop it up Blue Pill Hold on I want to Yeah I, I want to end with this B.I.G I want to end with this victory You know what I'm saying That's what we oh. here celebrating I don't want to take nothing I don't want to take nothing from yay But we'll dedicate some time to that You know what I'm saying <laughs> You know I me, mean? but no we talking doubt. about this victory. I, I want to go out on that thing. You know what I'm saying? She's carrying that torch. She 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 she's blazing yeah, that it. trail. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, sir, let's, let's set it off. Four, four minutes, forty-four seconds of victory, y'all. You already know. One, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure, P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, be airtight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming I'm using keep you moving. What are you choosing? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Talk me, baby. I'ma make you love me, baby. Talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is only gonna leave you broke. So the only thing left now is God for the cat. And if you know you're too hard to cat. I'm awake cause I'm too smart for these cats While they making up slack, oh. you making up slack In the commission, you ask for permission to hit them He don't like me, him and wild white people's with him You heard about the murder of the most shady Been on the low lately, the feds hate me The son of they say my killing's too blatant You hesitate me, I'm in your mama crib waiting Stop taping, your fam, that's the lead Lays in my hands, get laid in my way to the inmates phenomenal Gun rest under your vest Body your dominant Time to be lost So I can buy a few cars Then I kick a few flows So I can pick a few holes Excellent It's my presence Never tense Never hesitate Even make a bit Real quick Real sick 
Jackson, action, that done, ridiculous, and a six of us, it's my ends you touch, kiss a girl you touch, in this world I clutch, you are told, not told, used to call me fat though, now you call me Castro, my rap clothes, militant, y'all faggots ain't killing shit, oops, Cristal keeps spilling shit, you overdid it home, you in the danger zone, you shouldn't be alone, hold hands and say it like me, the most shady, Frankie baby, fantastic, graphic, try to make dope, like Jurassic, all kids, pick the spark kids who start shit, see me, only me, the underboss of this holocaust, truly yours, Frank White. Houston shout out in there. My song's both for Houston. Let's go. <laughs> um, just you know, love and light to the family. Keep your head up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, somebody said play that kind easy, that kind Jesus. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you got your Biggie 
Let me... My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairest skin. Doing clothes, you would have thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. You see, it's broke, nigga, racing that that don't touch anything in the And it's rich, nigga, racing that that come in peace by mouth. What you want? A bill, fur coat, a diamond chain? All you black want all the same thing. Only be Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.